A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at penfed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello, everybody. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to wherever you might be watching or listening to Aaron's show, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Today, I want to give, we want to give a very, very warm welcome to someone who has been watching my show and was very enthusiastic about coming on to our show today. Everybody, let's give a warm welcome to Melissa Dewhurst. Melissa, welcome to Aaron's show. How are you? Pretty good. Excited to talk about today's topic. You? I I am certainly ready. So, Melissa, you were saying that you would like to speak about accessibility. I think that's yes. a really important topic, and I think it's an issue in our community for sure as it relates to technology, your home life, your work life, your community, wherever you might be. So go ahead. Take, take a stab at it. Take a just sort of dive into it any any direction you want and start talking about what you think about accessibility. As you go through, I will clarify things if I feel our listeners need more information, and I'll ask you questions if I want to learn more. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. I'm Melissa Dewhurst from America, and I am legally blind, um, right eye, low vision, left eye blind. And my take on accessibility, it's a big problem for people that can't see too well. Or if you're nearsighted like me as well as I'm also nearsighted, it can be hard to see what you're doing on your laptop or tablet or cell phone. Um, Or, you know, just sometimes the magnifier will not work. So accessibility comes in big handy um, because I feel like it's a big issue here especially you know because i who wants to be straining at their screen all day trying to read and having headaches which i get nearly every day and i feel like screen reading you know like i have voice view screen reader on my amazon fire tablet and she helps me i i also have you know who on my tablet i'm not going to trigger her but she starts with an a um, A-L-E-X-I-A on my tablet. Um, but if you also have an iPhone, TalkBack on the iPhone is also great too. It's also on the Android. It's in your accessibility settings in your settings app. And I like how technology has increased over the years because it enables people like me and Aaron to navigate and do whatever you do on our devices just a little differently. I also have to use a white cane to get around. Any of you who use a white cane will know that it can be pretty tricky to to get around. You have to be very careful and tell people, excuse me, coming through here. Um, 
Also, Actually, that's that's. I mean, that's really fascinating me that you say excuse me because if you must know the truth, I don't say excuse me. <laughs> I kind of tend to have a habit of matters when I'm outside. Well, good. So, I mean, that's that's interesting that you that you say y'all live that. Let's go back to the to the computer and kind of how you navigate your your technology, you know, in, inside your home. Can you tell our our listeners, especially our listeners who um, are not blind, can you tell them more about what accessibility really means, what voiceovering, what voiceover is? Try to describe the software a little bit more, Melissa, because I have found that a lot of people are just not very, just not very familiar with what it really is. Um, accessibility, it's a mode on your phone, tablet, or laptop, and it enables you to be able to navigate your device with visual magnification or a screen reader. A screen reader is what basically will read out through voice, kind of like your tablet will be talking to you in a way, um, or your cell phone or a laptop will be talking to you in a way. Because, um, like, I have voice through screen reader on here, and what that does is it's like a screen reader, and whatever you move one single finger around, it'll read what's under your finger, and then it'll tell you double tap to activate, which means tap twice with one finger fast to open said app or search bar or bring up the search, whatever you're looking for, or app, or open whatever. Like, say I want to go on Facebook, I will take my finger and navigate with my finger till I hear Facebook, and I will double tap, which opens it up, and it will tell me where I am on Facebook, like, for example, when I open up Facebook, voice view will say, Facebook, downloading, home, and it'll tell me what feed I'm on. It'll say, like, you're on news feed or something like that. Narrator on my laptop would do basically the same thing. And I'll be on YouTube, and I'll be on a video, and I'll look for the title of the video, and it'll say, the title of the video, like Star Wars, episode four, this and that. And it'll tell the uploader's name and how many views it has. And you can choose the speed of however fast you want it to read to you. Um, and accessibility translates to making it easier to access, making it hassle-free, so you're not over here straining. So we visually impaired are not over here straining to try to see our screens. Excellent. And I really like the way you, you described all of that. That was that's, that's a good explanation for basically how it allows you to navigate the, the platform. I think that companies like Facebook have done a really good job with accessibility because they realize that, in most of the internet traffic today, the vast majority revolves around Facebook all over the world. So I think that yeah, companies like Facebook are doing a great job when it relates to accessibility. Yeah, that's that's what I think about that. Yeah. So, um, 
Melissa, how do you, you know, how do you spend your time? Um, I'll be, I'll be on my laptop or tablet or phone watching YouTube videos. It's not going to Facebook every now and again. And now maybe Skype because now I downloaded Skype. Um, both my Amazon Fire tablet and my Kyocera Android phone. Right. I have, I have an Android. Mm-hmm. Good. And, my, and what can you, and what can you tell us about the accessibility of your Android? Android has what's called TalkBack. And, and TalkBack basically functions like how VoiceView screen reader would only it's on a cell phone. Now, I'm holding myself in at a normal viewing angle, and I can barely read the text here. Um, like, for example, if I want to get to my home screen, I, I feel for the home screen. And I'm on the home screen, and I navigate around the screen with one finger. Home screen three. HTTP box. Facebook. Discord. Weather. Live player. Home. The regular. Hang up. Note. And and TalkBack is basically a screen reader on your cell phone. It's in your accessibility settings. You go to settings down to where it says accessibility with the blue white hand. And the first option will be TalkBack and it'll be off for you. And then you go to the on switch, which is to the top right. Click that to the right on, and it'll give you TalkBack. It needs to turn on Explore by Touch. And Explore by Touch is where you use one finger. To navigate around. And if I want to open an app, like, say, the Rebel Armory here, which is a Star Wars form on mine. I open it. And it's... And I can search around. And... And TalkBack is basically like that, where you, where it's like, if you think of an iPhone, TalkBack is on the iPhone too. Um, however, I've been looking up iPhone features, and it's a feature called Braille Input, because um, you Find know the it. iPhone... By the way, the the iPhone version. We just have to be careful when we're on a when we're on a public show like this. We have to say some right um, vocabulary. the The Apple product is called Voiceover, and yes, that's, you are right. Voiceover is what it's true. called. Apple's Voiceover is similar to Android's Talkback. Yes, right. What's really got me? No, what's really got me upset is that whereas. You know, iPhone has what's called Braille screen input, and you have a little rotor that you twist. Mm-hmm. Um, if any, yeah. Me, I can't do that on the Android 
Um, I can flick. I've kind of heard of it. I've never, Melissa, I've never used that feature. Can you, I mean, I know that it's there. Can you remind me and tell her, talk more in detail about that feature from the rotor to the Braille thing? Can you tell us a lot more about that? I don't use it, so it's a little hard for me to explain it to people. I don't use an iPhone either, but I looked up, but I I looked up Braille screen input for voiceover and it's basically where you, it's like a brailler on a screen and you take your little fingers to the loader and you wheel for braille screen input and it'll come up as six dots on your screen and you take three fingers of each hand as if you're on a brailler and you put your fingers where the dots are as if you're on a imaginary brailler and you braille yeah. like how you would on a brailler only it's on a screen <laughs> I, think, I think i think using the english letters i think the roman alphabet is just easier on a screen just type i don't know why we have to have that i'm not i'm not really sure. i mean since i don't do it and i've never spoken to anyone who actually i take that back one of my other friends does use it, and I've never understood why they use it. I think mm-hmm. it's easier. I think it's easier to type when, when typing normally is tricky. It's typing for me is tricky, and I yeah. tend to strain a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also braille physically braille, not on a brailler, but with punch and braille. Like right. I will take, like I would take a tag and punch every meticulous dot of said letter. And when I go to read, I would take a finger or two and slide slowly, spelling it out in my head, and then reading it. Hmm. Um, um, I also want to, you know, for any cane users out there, if anybody ever used the white cane, because I know I have one, um... I used a method called two-point touch as well as constant contact when I use my cane, mm-hmm. which is basically sliding the cane like a lightsaber kind of deal, but on the ground. Right. Um, yeah. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's important not to use the cane as a lightsaber because then sighted people might complain about us, about us using canes, right? Yeah. I've gotten so, more control over it now. That's true. Yeah, usually when you grow up, you have your your number one. You're more mature and you're able to control yourself a little bit more. Also, when you when you're a child, you don't have as much control of your muscles when you're a child. So it's a little bit harder to kind of gauge what you're really doing when you're when you're a kid growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see yeah. videos of kids swinging like a lightsaber on the. All over the place, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> poor thing." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> and I go think ahead it's with. In, yes, go go ahead. Go ahead with your go ahead with your take on this topic. I really, I really appreciated the way that you showed our listeners how talk Android's talkbacks works. That was excellent. You navigated the screen some. You you opened an app. I think people are really going to get a lot out of that, Melissa, because I think that people 
um, are very apprehensive and very shy about using different accessibility tools that are right, basically right under their nose, right there for them. They don't even realize are there. You know, it's right if, there. It's right there. Yeah. And if you do not mind me asking, why why do you have an Android? Why did you um, get the Android? My it wasn't me mainly. It was my parents. I'm under my parents' roof still. Um, right. You don't. You don't need to make. Right, and 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 I think, and I I secretly am am the same. So you don't, you know, in in the blindness community, we don't need to make a big deal of that. But just in general, talk about the Android and what and what you think of that device as a whole. The Android is a pretty neat phone. My okay. phone is kind of my phone is kind of small, sized for my hands. However, I recommend the LG as my father has an LG, um, and. I tried this phone before. I tried this LG phone before, and it's higher quality with the camera. Whereas my camera on the cell phone, you probably saw it. It's low quality. Um, I recommend the LG, the latest Android phone. Mm. Um, and when it comes to accessibility on the Android, TalkBack is a great help because magnification may not always help. And okay. All right. That's where... But- that's, you know, that's let's say, indeed, indeed. Let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that you're listening to Aaron's show right now and, and you're blind. And uh, by the way, you are talking to the world right now because, yeah, let's let's let, let me let me interrupt myself for a little basically for for, for for some station identification. You're listening to Aaron's show on Anchor. Um, and my anchor, my anchor charts and my anchor statistics and analytics have showed me that you could be listening to the United, you could be listening to Aaron's show from the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, um, let's see, Vietnam, we have a flag in Vietnam, uh, Colombia, and, and Spain, and Brazil. So we're glad to have you all from all over the world. And if you want, me to mention your flag, then don't forget to go over to this show and listen to this podcast on on Anchor, and then your flag will be in my will eventually be in my statistics and my analytics. As long as you are at least one um, percent of the audience is the is the cutoff. Yeah, because Spain is one percent, Colombia one percent, Vietnam one percent. Um, yeah, and then Brazil is a five percent, but hey, that's 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 also interesting to study where where you might be listening to us from to study how different countries access you know podcasts and things. But let's say let's say you're blind in in I don't know in Vietnam, um, and you and you're just you just downloaded Aaron's show and you're wondering oh geez you know Aaron should I get a should I get an Android phone? Um, uh, Melissa, what do you think? Do you think an Android phone is is appropriate for for a blind person? Meaning, does it really do everything that you would want it to do for you? Well, there are some apps that I really want but can't get on Android. Right. Um, like like Be My Eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, let let's let's see. Let let me see if we can. We at Aaron Show could maybe consider helping you with that. So so Melissa, you you would like be my eyes to be um, part of the Android market, right? Yeah. 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 Not everybody's well, you, gonna own an iPhone. 
and you know what i i think i think i'm going to take action on on your behalf on that i think that um i will try to uh i will i will consider looking into that for you um i don't want to make a big scene a big deal of it but but that is that that's a that's a big issue for me um because there are you know there are a lot of blind people around the world who um and, and and by the way i am not trying to i'm not i'm not saying that this is your situation so you don't need to feel you, you do not need to feel embarrassed at all about this but there are a lot of blind people actually most blind people around the world are not able to have an iphone for very for various reasons so i think the fact that that be my eyes is not even on the Android market. I mean, Melissa, are are are, are you sure? But you know, I I I, I believe you obviously. But are, are you sure that Be My Eyes is not on the Android market? Are you sure? I checked my my Google Store for Be My Eyes. Let me find it here. Okay. Yeah, let's do a little investigation right here on Aaron's show. Let's check, please. Play Store. I'm on my Play Store. Store. Before you search for apps again. Edit box, editing, search for apps, voice search button button. See my eyes. See my eye dashboard, see my eyes. See my eye dashboard line. Navigate up button, English, US, 40, keyboard hidden. This is talk by connection. Well, that's what, that's what, our, that's what. Find visually impaired assistant, right here, star, app, 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 see, cloud sighting, app, get their GPS dashboard line, blue lash, app, literal GPS board line, literal, star rating, four, app, blind legend, B-O-W-I-N-O, app, accessible bond boarded line three, Fabian Arias, star rating, 4.3. There's like one, but it's not what I want. App My Eyes Protection, Capra Now, Star Rating 4.3. App My Eyes Protection, Capra Now, Star Rating 4.3. App Tech Reason for Visually Impaired, VI Developers, Star Rating 4.8. App Visually Impaired, Jawater Coder, Star Rating 4.1. App Smart Braille, Sussepsi, Star Rating 4.2. There's Double two, one about Braille. App Blind Explorer, G-E-K-O-N-A-B-S-A-T, Star Rating 3.7. Be My Eyes, if any of you don't know, Be My Eyes is an app where you... Basically, connect to the first available helper and you VC with them and they guide you where, wherever you're going or they read things out to you. It's a physical person, sighted person, by the way, that helps mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So basically, be my eyes, listener. Be, be my, here, let me, so let me, let me explain a little bit. So I think what it does, uh, by the way, I, I, now guys, I've never used it. Um, what it does is it, is it, is it create, <laughs> I want is, it, is it creates, hold on, I, I have a dog and I just brushing off a dog here. I just noticed here. Hold on. Fine. Um, be, uh, be my eyes. Um, is basic, yeah, basically you video call with a, with a volunteer who helps you. So Melissa, let's say that you needed help reading, reading a letter that for some reason there was some letter that was sent to you the, the old fashioned way, as we used to say in the 20th century, they would send letters and technically letters are still sent today. Actually, letters are formal means of lawful communication for various issues. It could be could be all sorts of different reasons. Um, but I have a card. I have a card from my best friend from school, and I can barely read it without getting super mega close and straining. I see. I see. So, yeah, so Be, be My Eyes basically connects you with a video, and on the other side of the camera is a volunteer who is ready to help you and read to you 
what's what's going on. Yes, I've never used it um, because simply I've never needed it. Um, the other the other app that is a step up from Be My Eyes that is a little that is more advanced um, and you have to pay money for it. And it just I, I, I have no idea if this is I, I don't know. Probably it's more it's just more of an advanced app. It's called Ira. Um, which is a kind of a level above, it's kind of a different, kind of a more advanced, more of a robust or bona fide, I guess, more of a robust form of be my eyes, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's, that can be, that can be a useful, a useful tool, uh, for, for people. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening, goodness, if you're listening to Aaron show and you're cited, and, you know, you're wondering, you know, I, I really want to help a blind person, but I don't know an appropriate way to do it. Well, I think if you want to volunteer a couple of weeks on Be My Eyes, I think I think you could give it a try. You know, what, what do you think? It could help. Because yeah. if, if you're legally blind like me, you can you can sign up as, hey, I'm blind. I need help. Help. And right. And you right. can get the first available volunteer and wait for them to pick up and, hey, I got right. this. I can't read it. Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, sure. So that's, that's a really, that's a really useful, that's a really useful software. I would ask you, um, so, Let's let's go back and kind of you know we're this is the this is the interesting thing about a live a podcast is we're we're really just sort of jumping all over the place here today. So yeah. when when you were on the Google Play Store, it wasn't it was not clear to me, Melissa, and I guarantee you it was not clear to the listeners. Is be my eyes in the Google Play Store? I'm not too sure because it sounds like you were here. It sounded like you were looking it up though. I, yeah, I, I, I think I misunderstood what you were doing. Can you go back and just tell me what you were looking up? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. Looking, I was looking up the Be My Eyes app, um, the one that you connect to the first available helper, and some people in the VIP community have it. App blind accessibility keyboard, Bill Hayes, app skiing assistant home light, transition technology soft, app visor, low vision magnifier, Christian Elise, app color blindness test, color vision eye test, app my eyes, PP technology, star rating 4.6. My eyes, but not right. what I want. But I thought you couldn't get it on your Android, though, so I'm still confused about how you're able to find it if you cannot have it on your Android. Oh, I'm looking through the listings of, of my search, trying to find it. Oh, okay, so are you? I'm looking through see. my listings of, how, of my search on the how are you ser- How are you searching? What what platform are you searching through? Google Play Store. And I'm basically using TalkPad to help me read out. Okay, what's so listed. so I thought Android had. Okay, so I'm still confused. So I thought Android had the Android Market. So how does Android have the Google Play Store? It comes equipped with the Android. Ah, okay. So you're telling our listeners that the Google Play Store is part of the Android device. It depends on what kind of phone you have, but right. my phone, but my phone came with it. Mhm. 
Okay. Well, well, good. So then would you be able to use Be My Eyes on on your Android then? Probably not my kind of phone because, you know, the volunteer has to really hear you and see where you're pointing your camera. And my microphone might not be loud enough for said volunteer to hear me. Okay, um, so maybe you feel... Maybe you feel like your phone is not is not strong enough or is not equipped to handle be my eyes. Yeah. Could could that yeah. be it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Because at first, the way you were explaining it at first is you were explaining that that it's not available on the Android market is what it was at first. But that's what I thought too. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, so then you discovered, I think what it was was you thought that it wasn't in the Android market and then you started to look for it on the Google Play side, found that it was there, but then you concluded with us today on this topic that you don't think it would be a good fit for your phone with your phone's uh, capability. Depending on the type of Android you have. Um, it's mainly for iPhones, if you haven't noticed. Um, like if, like that's really depressing because I can't get an iPhone. Right, right, and I, I, I agree. I agree that that can be that can be difficult. I mean, do you have um, what other pieces of technology do you have? Do you have like a tablet, or what else do you have? I'm using my Amazon Fire tablet right now to talk to you, Aaron, and it has voice view screen reader, mm-hmm. and it's basically the same thing as TalkBack. Um, like, I can navigate around, look for Facebook. Um, it'll tell me what messages are coming in, or if I scroll down with three fingers on my home screen, it'll bring up, you know, the notification shade. Mm-hmm. And the same thing on my on my phone here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just brought it down with two fingers on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna struggle yeah. to try to find the be my highest help. It's a it's a wild search. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think I think we're I think I I appreciate that we're we're having this this podcast right now so that we can go over this material because I know that there are many blind people who need to learn who need to learn about this. Yeah. Yeah, they need to know that your phone might not be, you know, audio and visually ready depending on the age of phone. And right. I have my this phone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's on the old side. Right, right. I I see. I see. I think okay. the newer phones. I think the newer models might carry it. Mhm. It's a possibility. It's about going to your app store with your screen reader and searching around for it. Mhm. Just voice search. Be my eyes. Be careful. B E space M Y space E Y E S be my eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, that's that's excellent. You know, so so listener, 
if if you have questions or if you're watching on YouTube or if you're seeing this on the Facebook feed, you know, just go go ahead because because Melissa M- M- Melissa did a great job showing us how all of that works. But I think I, I'm I'm anticipating that we're going to get a lot of feedback and a lot of questions. So if you have a question for us, don't be shy, guys. Just type your question, comment below, you know, where, wherever and whatever format you're watching or listening. Just comment below, ask your question, and if it's an appropriate question, if it's a good question, um, I'll get back to you. The other thing that you could do, listeners, and you all out there are, are too shy to do it, um, or or you feel like it's, you know, perhaps not a good idea to put your voice into my show, which I which I completely understand, you know, your your hesitation. But the other really good thing is if you ever want to be heard on the show, kind of similar to a call in show, you can always leave me a leave me a voice message on my show's page um, on the anchor page. And if I like your comment and if I like what you said, then I would put I would gladly, you know, include you. In, in a maybe an audience uh, segment or something like that, I would play your play your message and then I would answer your question for everybody because I think, well, I know that I want to start having some real discussions and kind of use this show as an educational tool for people. So I think I think if, if we have more audience participation, I think that would make it a lot more exciting. So don't be shy. Participate out there, guys. OK. Anyway, back to you, Melissa. So. <clears throat> What are some um, other activities? I mean, you you started to talk about it a little bit. Think back before I turned on the recorder a few minutes ago. You started to talk a little bit about some other activities that you do when you are outside of your home. Let's move towards that. Go. Um, I can't do it right now because of the coronavirus. But when things were healthy, I would take walks with my brother grab my cane and say, yo, insert my brother's name here, I'm ready for a walk because I need a guide, a sighted guide, my brother in this case, to guide me around. You don't, I don't have to always hold arms. It's nice, but I prefer to walk, you know, with just hearing turn left now, turn right now, because I struggle with directional, like left from right, what's forward, what's down in front of my feet. And that's where the cane comes in handy. Um, Because without my cane, believe it or not, I get bruised and bloodied up sometimes um, to keep it from getting too graphic here. But I really get bruised up if I hit too hard. Um, I actually had an accident in high school where I was walking without my cane and bam, into a metal, big metal pole in school. I hate that. Yeah, I've done that. Everybody does. By the way, sighted people do that too occasionally. Yeah, that's horrible. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I went to the I went to the nurse, <laughs> lost my glasses in the process, spent the rest of the day blinded. Um, oh God! Oh, ooh la la, ooh la la. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Well, I'm. But, I'm yes. Mm-hmm. But I also but I but about back to the walking. Um, my brother. He'll guide me. I'll be walking. We won't hold hands too much. But he'll give me sensational signals. Like he'll tap my my right shoulder, my fur turn, you know, left. He'll turn my, you know, left shoulder for turning left. 
tap my right for turning right. He'll, he'll nudge me in, my, in the middle of my back for, hey, go forward, and without saying a word. And then when it comes to crossing a street, I get very, uh, and then he'll tell me which way I have, which turn options I have, because I know a road is there by the, because I can see colors and shapes. Um, you know, things are clearer with my glasses, but I can only see so much so far. And it can be hard to cross the road um, sometimes. So I don't know when to cross, when not to cross, because there's so many cars where I live. And it can be kind of creepy when you're legally blind like myself. Um, or me. Yeah, or Aaron here, because we both probably use a white cane. You probably use a cane, too, yourself. A white, red, and black cane. Yes. And oh, yes, I do. Right, right. Do you ever get the feeling when you go across the street, you get the feeling of, uh, do I cross now? Do I cross now? <laughs> well, that can be hard. I mean, it depends on where – it really depends – a lot of it, actually, is it depends on where you're living. And it depends on the people around you because usually when you live in a place for a long enough period of time, um, people kind of get used to you like that. So it, it does depend on, you know, where where you're living, you know. Um, in well, my... To, oh, yes, go ahead. But back to, but back to my cane. Whenever I extend my cane out, people either A, back up, oh, crap, blind woman, you're okay, you need help, I'll get out of your way. Or, yo, watch out. I had it at the store several times um, using my cane, and I heard, yo, watch out. <laughs> um, they, and they got their idiot of a friend to move out of my way, um, which is pretty nice. People see that white cane, and they know instantly, oh, visually impaired person coming, which is nice when it comes to the white cane. Everybody knows what it means. Um, if you yeah, they do. They do seem to. I I I would agree with you, Melissa. They do seem. People do seem to be aware. Um, I've noticed it in New York too. In some of the most developed cities in the world, people have. People in those cities tend to have um, higher functioning skills. It seems. Um, so they they are able to handle that better in major cities. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if Braille was a good topic, but back I, to the walk. Um, oh, well, you can talk about Braille. Because um, I, well, for <laughs> kind of time, use Braille. Um, it avoids straight headaches. Um, like I made my, I purchased myself by hand a little Braille book. Um, I sorry, don't have a Brailler anymore. It sucks. Um. But I have a device called an NLS, capital N, capital L, capital S together. Right. So just 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 phonetically, um, you know, for for anyone who who misheard, the 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 phonetics would be November Lima Sierra, November uh, Lima Sierra. Yes, November Lima Sierra. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, but it's, and a, what, it's a device. It helps you read books. Um, okay. So NLS. So so what does that stand for? 
National Library Service. Okay, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a device. I probably can't show it here because I don't know if Aaron will allow video. Um, probably no, not. No, no, thank, no, thank you. This is strictly a oh. a audio a audio show. It's a lot of reasons. Oh, okay. One of the most obvious is the the video. I've noticed that the video really decreases the value of the show. It really it destroys oh. the, it disrupts the audio a lot, and it just weakens the experience. So. So, oh, so, so, yeah. Melissa, why don't you take it out if you want and, and show us, like, try, try to, try to describe it for the blind uh, listeners. It's, it's a glass, kind of tape recorder-ish. If you guys ever owned a tape recorder, which I have, it's similar Good. to a tape recorder. Um, only the difference is instead of recording on tapes, um, it has Braille on it. Um, not the Braille full words, but Braille lettering. If you guys ever did contracted Braille blind ones, if you blind ones ever did contracted Braille, you'll know certain letters equal to certain words, like A, B for about, um, F for four, P for place, power. But in like, but in this case, it'll mean power. Um, and I feel uh, right now my, under my finger, dots one, two, three, four, which is P. And... To the left of that is a, is a red circle, which is the power button. Turn it on. Fire on. Press any button to learn about its function. Battery charge remaining. 13 hours. And it tells me mm-hmm. my battery life. And it has Braille. It has print on here, too, but I don't know what the print says. I don't want to strain to read it. So I go for the express thing, the Braille that's on here. Um, and I have... Really well done. Real, I mean, we're really on a roll today. You showed us your Android. <laughs> now you're showing us this device. Here, go ahead. Show us more features. They're, the listeners are really going to get a lot out of this. Go ahead. This is pretty cool. Um, I know some of you can't see this, but you'll feast your ears on this. I'm going to press now the green square. Play, stop. To start or stop playing a book, use the large play stop button. When the book is playing, press this same button to stop the player. When you press play again, the book will continue playing where you last stopped. You may also press and hold this play stop button for two seconds to read the player user guide. If the cartridge contains more than one book, then pressing and holding the play stop button will enter the bookshelf. From the bookshelf, you may select from the books available or the user guide using the rewind and fast forward buttons. To exit the bookshelf and play the book, press the play stop button again. When you have explored all the buttons and are ready to play a book, insert a cartridge into the slot located in the front center of the player. Insert the end of the cartridge opposite the finger hole first. Push firmly to lock into place. There is a retractable handle that may be used to transport the player. You may store the power cord in the space at the back of the player when battery powered or when the player is not in use. It's basically... That's outstanding. um, Really, really, really good. I think that really illustrates to to our listeners how how this technology is used. I, I remember these. Yeah. Um, I got mine from my library for the blind and, and they, they have a device, right. They have a device like that. I remember that mine had something, oh, I know what was wrong with mine. 
Um, and it wasn't, it was not the library's fault. So do, guys, don't worry. But the, I know why I got rid of it. I enjoyed using it actually. It was really fun to use, but the, my particular unit would not hold the charge. You know, Melissa, when you like plug it in to like charge it, for some reason, my unit would never hold the charge. So it became too difficult to use because of that. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine's still thankfully holding a charge. Like if I check the battery here. Power. Battery charge remaining. 13. Hours. Battery powered. Press this power button to turn the player off. Press the power button again to turn the player back on. If the player is running on battery and not playing a book, it will automatically turn off after 30 minutes to preserve battery power. Um, and when I go to turn it off, I feel for the wheel, P, left, I feel the button, off. Power, battery charge, player, off. And that gives mm-hmm. you an audio cue that says, hey, turning off now. <laughs> Here, um, why don't you play, um, uh, no, actually don't do, no, actually don't do that. That might be, there might be an issue, there might be a. That might Copyright. get us into some trouble. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Copyright. try to play a little bit of a book, but no, actually, I don't think I'm allowed to do it. It would probably be okay, but no, let's not risk that. Um, yeah. Melissa, I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. a great, I think that's a great use of, uh, of, of the technology. So, so what are some books that, what are some books that you have basically rented from NLS for that, for, for that machine? Um, what do you usually like to read? It wasn't money. It was a gift from Division of Blind for Christmas, the device as well as the books. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in white, um, white cartridges. Mm. Sorry, grabbing a ton of books here. Mm. They just keep on coming. Um, my okay. favorite. Has oh, to be- but so so if you're so if you're blind. And you need to listen to a book. Just, um, just send Melissa Dewhurst a message because she has all the books. <laughs> um, and the coolest part, it has both print and braille on here. If I right. want to, I can get close and see the large print. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I just want to set it down, I can just do the braille. Right. And I'm through braille right now, and it says, Queen of Trilly. And the real stops. Um, and I'm not going to say the artist, but for just in case if he doesn't want me exposing the artist. But the book yeah, is called no, no. Trailing. Right, right. And what you do, there's a finger hole at the far back, and you face that finger hole in front of you, slide it, braille, and print side upward towards where the you know, play the the green play square button is slide it in and you'll hear a click. And it just went in. And when you pre- when you turn it on now Player on. The Queen of the Tearling, volume okay. one. Current position. Player off. So then it would write, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's let's not have any more audio from that machine there. But yeah, that's that's good. That's a really good. Um, that's a really you're really illustrating the power of that machine. So a blind person could you know get these books and then and then listen. Um, and I forget are are the books free? 
Um, if you're signed up with Division of Blind, but if you're not, you can go to your National Library for the Blind if you have one in your city and say, hey, I visually impaired and, you know, just basically register, sign up. Um, right, right. And, and Melissa, why don't you tell our listeners more about why why is this service good for, for blind people? Why is this a, a valuable service? Well, for me, being legally blind, it avoids eye strain. But, right. if you're, but, if you're, but if you're fully blind, reading books is, you know, annoying because you can't see a thing. And so the NLS here helps you to hear a book rather than going what book is this? You know, what shape is this book? And you can just take a cartridge, put it into your NLS player, and it'll tell you the title of the artist and go on and read read the story. Mm -hmm. You can put headphones on, but I don't know where the headphone jack is on here. It's somewhere on the device, um, but it's there. The headphone jack is there. I just need to find it. It's so tiny. Um, um, and also, it's great for people that you know, you know, have low vision. They can see the shapes and colors. Right. Yeah. So it's a very colorful machine, so you can easily see, you know, what what you're doing there. Right. Mm-hmm. And the shapes. Plus, it's all tactile, too. So, if you're totally blind, there's Braille on here. There's, you know, shaped buttons that you can feel. Um, like, you can feel where the play button is, which is in the middle. To the left is rewind. To the right is fast forward. And you'll feel that with your fingers, the shape of the buttons, as well as the mm. Braille on the device, too. Right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, that's excellent. And the point that I was looking for, the point, well, not necessarily looking for one way or the other, but the point that I would make though about this whole thing is that if you if you're blind, and so many people around the world who are blind or maybe have a hard time with with their job or their work, you know, I think this this device is free, so you you're able to listen to books for free. Um, and that's, that's a really, right. And that's, that's a really valuable point to make that, you know, if you do not want to spend money on audible, um, you can, you can get books through on this device too. And this is, mine was good. Um, but I remember why I got rid of it. I remember I sent it back because the, that particular battery never held the charge. So it it basically failed, but it it was a good idea, um, at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a way? Is there a way to replace the battery? Um, like a fix or a repair? They might be able to do that. If you call I, them up and say, "Hey, I have a problem. Can I have this fixed?" Well, in my particular case, I think I just gave it back. I don't. I mean, it was years. And, I don't remember. It was years and years and years ago. So I don't really remember what I ever ended up doing with it. You know, um, but it was many years ago, and I, I forget what was done. Uh, at the time, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to say something yeah, that's sure, pretty sure. cool. Show us. My laptop, my laptop 
if you're low vision, you can use a combination. If you're legally blind like me, you can use a combination of magnifier, which is Windows, and the plus sign, Windows, icon, and plus. And it made it bigger, and now I'm going to read, I have the high ground Star Wars song on YouTube. And to get out of the magnifier, Windows Escape, and it took me out. But if you can't see at all, there's narrator, and uh, you do that by control, Windows, and enter. Mouse mode on. And it tells you where where you're going, either by your cursor or your finger. Good. Yeah. That's, ex- that's excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, I use a little bit of both with my super low vision. And the same keys for turning it off. Um, the control windows enter for turning it on and off for windows for windows 10 i have windows 10 and this is a great feature um there's a large print feature but i don't really like that because it obligates everything makes it wonky as in things get too big for my own liking and it's just a it's just a straining mess, and you know, if you're low vision like me, um, right, right, and you should you should never you should never strain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're totally blind, narrator is mega awesome on here. A little bit of lag, um, depending on whether or not you're using the finger or your cursor, your mouse cursor. I colored my cursor black to be able to identify mm. it against the white, you know, backgrounds of the internet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> before I did this trick, I would always lose my cursor. Right, yeah. I would be yeah. looking around, and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> help? And I would, and then I decided, um, okay, I got to fix this. And I went to accessibility, um, but on here it's called ease of access. You go to Windows, um, the gear icon, which is above the power button, um, and you go to Ease of Access, System, Network, and Internet Accounts, and under that, Ease of Access, click, and you'll have a choice of, of display, cursor and pointer, which is basically the size of the cursor and pointer and color. Magnifier, which makes things bigger. Color filters, which is basically inverting stuff. Basically different colors. High contrast, which is like, you know, if you can't do white with black text, you can do black with white text, which is what that is. And then finally, narrator. Um, and this, you can choose... You can program it to your liking. Um, which is pretty neat. And I have Microsoft David English US. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you can poke them because there's little check boxes here um, that tell you what narrator would do. Um, and you can program it with these little check boxes. Like I have it set to here letters and numbers and punctuations and as I type, here words as I type, here functional keys, here arrow tab and blah, blah, blah keys. Right. Um, and here when toggle keys like caps and no lock are turned on and off. And I also have selected here shift all, and all the other major keys. I have all of that selected. And I also have here hints on on how to interact with buttons selected here narrator announce why it actually can't be performed selected and you need that on obviously or it's not going to know why it's not working um and here audio cues when you perform actions that's also turned on as well but i turn it on with now with the easy i turn it on with the control I turn it on with the control key. The control key. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear me. We can. We can. Sure. Sure. Because um, the blind ones will really need to hear my voice because I know some of you can't see at all. But for those of you who can't see at all, it's control to the left, windows, the windows key to the right of alt, and the enter key, which is above the shift. Hit them at the same time at once, as if you're on a brailler. Mouse mode on. Now it's on. And that's basically how you do it if you have Windows 10. Excellent. Really good. So... Listeners, if you're blind and you have questions about all of this great knowledge that Melissa is giving us today, I really want some audience participation here. I really want you to interact. Whatever platform you're watching this on, just comment below, send in an audio message. And if I do not know the answer. Or um, add him on Skype. Um, or, or add him on, or, or add him on Skype. Or, or just, or just comment, or just comment below. Um, yeah, because I, I don't, I don't want. I, I prefer it. People, I, I cannot have people just reaching out to me on Skype. That can, that can get out of control. But, but oh, it, the, 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 no, 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 no worries, no worries. So yeah, so I mean, this show is a is a public product. So what you can do is you can comment below in in the public uh, on a public basically forum whether it's an audio message a, a comment on the video you know you can comment below and then if i liked what you said then i would you know i would i would get back to you about it you know um but good 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 melissa so um would would you like to share with our listeners and you certainly do not have to but would you like to share with our listeners you know more about you know, other other things that you do in your life right now, maybe what your goals are, you know, what's what's really, you know, going on? My goals, um, and this really gets me angry, um, it's independence, doing things by yourself. Yeah. And I get kind of annoyed because my family will be like, no, let me help you. Let me do this. And I'll be like, I can do it. Right. Like, 
Have you ever had that any of you, your parents or whoever, over helping you too much? So it gets annoying. So let's let's ask. So audience, are you dealing with that at home, with parents that you know are 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 truly well? Sometimes, and I and I, I am not saying oh, I am not saying that I am not saying that this is or is not your situation, Melissa. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, you're, you're, you know, we're basic at this point, we've, we just met, you know, 30 minutes ago on this call. You know, I, 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 I don't know you at all. I will say that there are cases where it goes both ways. Parents are overly protective at times. Other times, parents and people simply just simply mean well, and they don't mean to be overly helpful. So it kind of goes back and forth and it kind of goes both ways. So my parents, my parents kind of make the mistake and they, they kind of probably don't mean it, but they know that, Hey, our daughter is visually impaired and, you know, she's legally blind. So she can't see enough to do this or that. Um, like I cook in the house. Yes, I'm cooking. Um, good. Listeners, if you're cooking, be mega careful. I recommend a stove with accessibility. I don't have this, but I don't know if it exists or not. Well, listeners, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you out there have that. Um, oh, Melissa. Oh, what is it called? There's a there's an email list that I'm on for cooking. Um, uh, what is it called? Accessibility something. Yeah, uh, but. But it's where it would be, it'd be cool if your technology, like like a thermostat, talks to you. Because I also struggle no, to use a thermostat. Hey, look, guys, please, can you please help Aaron's show today, guys? I know that some one of you who knows about this is out there <laughs> listening to the show. Okay, my analytics says that eighty eighty one percent of you, about eighty percent of you, are from the United States right now. Okay, guys, I know that you're <laughs> out there, so please. Please, 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 please reply to this show and just help, help Melissa, help, help our blind world out today to to, to tell us about that. I know that it exists. I I don't know what it's called, Melissa, but I'm 100% sure that someone in the audience knows about it and can get back to us by basically replying to the show and providing us with more general information. Oh, rats, rats, rats. What is the list that I'm on now? Um... Oh, when we're when we're off the air, Melissa, I'll, I'll try to get back to you. With, there's some list that I'm on that that says about it's all about like it's weird. It's like not like cooking for blind, but it's like accessible kitchen product. It's it's really strange. It's a list that weird. just talks. It's something like that. Yeah, there's some weird list that I'm on. Appliances or something. Let's talk. Let's talk off the air. Let's talk when we are not making recording the show, and I'll explain to you what to do. I have a solution for it, but I'm I'm not going to talk about it on on the show live on on the air. It's not safe, but there's there there's a solution. So I'll I'll just let you know later. But um, yeah, there is a list for that, and then you would be able to post in that list. And then they would definitely get back to you about the answer for exactly the product that you need and exactly the 
the the brand and the model. But, you know, I think that these days, I think that all products should be made with some level of accessibility in mind. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This way you can do the laundry, do the dishes, vacuum. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so you want to be you want to be independent. You know what are things that what are things that you want to do if you had the chance if you when, when you get your opportunity to be independent, what do you want to do? Get back on the boiler, as well as you know go places without too much you know you know inter- interference from a parent going oh. That's over there. What are you doing? And I'd be like, trying to walk here. Um, and I also want to be able to, you know, just help kids, you know, mm-hmm. go to a, like, find a way to help legally blind kids that are like me or blinder. Because um, I want to pass on what I have learned to them. Because I think that might be a pretty neat job someday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was one of the one of the main reasons why I started, why I opened the show, is that I think that blind people in America and really blind people anywhere um, really need really need some really need some good information out there, and I think that. I think that a lot of the information and resources that are for blind people in America, um, although most of them are very good and very well intended, well intended, I think that blind people in our country really need to kind of kick it up a notch and really need to get into uh, the 21st century, you know. I don't know if you ever heard, but there's something new that's came out called the Smart Railer. Um, I saw it on YouTube. Hmm. It's like well, a brailler that it's like a brailler that has a screen, and whatever you braille, it tells you. Kind of like how a screen reader does. Only difference is you're brailing it on paper rather than on a physical screen. Although there's a screen to help low vision people out, mm-hmm. but for those, but for those that are totally blind, you know, it'll talk to them. And like I'll find it here. Yeah, show us that. This I've never seen before. That's moving on. And there's a video. The video is called Perkins Smart Brailler Overview on huh. YouTube. Okay, let's let's push pause on it. Melissa, please push pause. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we got to be careful about about that issue. We we don't have permission from other people to play other. You just have to be careful about not playing someone else's material. But that's a really that's a really good um, resource. Um, I I want to learn more about that. Um, uh, Melissa, if you could send me 
Um, if you could send me that video after the show, that would be good because that's a video I want to learn. I, w- I need to learn more about that. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. The YouTube channel is Perkins School for the Blind. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, good. If you can send me that after the show. Um, I was sure to do that on, face, on, on Messenger. Oh, okay. And any way you want. Um, you can, you can send me that, that, that video and then that, that would be, that would be a good way for me to learn more about that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they're, that they are inventing all of these new, new forms of, um, of technology. I'm glad that it's growing. I just, I, I just hope that it's, you know, really improving, you know, because a lot of technology just because they produce. Right. And advancing. And Melissa, just because you invent a new piece of technology or something else. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's always the best thing, you know. <laughs> you Did know, I watch just, this video? Because I watched mm-hmm. this video, the, the video we described, I actually physically watched. And it, it was actually pretty neat how you how, how you go, mm-hmm. you know, imagine me brailing my name. It would go M-E-L-I-S-S-A-H, brailing. Mm-hmm. It'll bail it out at the same time like a traditional brailer would mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Any any watchers slash listeners check that out. That's pretty cool. It's called Perkins Smart Brailer Overview on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, they will they will certainly take a look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. So. You want more independence and you want to uh, help other blind people. What are some other things that you, what are some other goals or dreams that you have? To, you know, fit in with my fandoms. I've already accomplished that because I told my fandoms that I'm legally blind, visually impaired. And like the Star Wars fandom I'm in on the Rebel Armory, um, it's a forum, mm-hmm. um, and I'm basically getting a lightsaber prop soon, mm-hmm. and they're going to incorporate some accessibility into my lightsaber, like light-up buttons, and it'll, you know, be accessible. Like, I designed the design of the hill to my accessibility, to, to my vision, you know. If any of you have seen Star Wars, um... You don't know what the lightsaber is. It's basically right. a it's basically a silver colored flashlight shaped hilt with a with a you know emitter on it that has a shroud that protects your thumb and fingers. Um, because I've seen Star Wars from you know episode one, Phantom Menace, all the way through to Return, Return of the Jedi episode eight, and now the newer ones like episode nine, The Force Awakens, episode well, episode eight, The Force Awakens, um, episode nine, The Last Jedi, and now well, the newest one is episode nine, um, The Rise of Skywalker. I've seen that, and it's pretty awesome. To avoid any spoilers, it's pretty awesome. Check it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. It's called the. It's called R. I S E space O F space S K Y W A L 
K-E-R, whatever movie platform you're using, Netflix, you know, Disney Plus, check it out. And I have Disney Plus. Um, I watch it on there. But about independence, I also want to be able to be able to read without pain. I get strain aches. Who here right. that is low vision gets strain aches? Because I know me and Aaron probably do. Um, well, but I mean, if I want to read a book, I just go to Audible. So I use Audible.com to do to do my reading. Me, I kind of have to do it the painful way sometimes, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hurts to get close and glare at the at the book. Like I have some Star Wars novels. Mm-hmm. Like like. Like a book titled, you know, Star Wars The Jedi Path, and the font on there is hard to read. It's a blue Mm -hmm. with a Jedi lightsaber insignia with wings on the side, and it says, The Jedi Path, a manual for students of the Force. And when I open it up, it's pretty hard to read unless I get super close, literally burying my face to the book, um, like one inch away, that's really close. Um, yeah, that's that's how close I get, um, and that kind of causes a headache. I actually got dizzy one time trying to read a book <laughs> from straining alone, and I was like, "What in my forehead with my left hand? Ugh. Don't feel so good." And yeah, so yeah. I got back in. So I just so I rediscovered Braille. I learned it in school. Um, the, the English Braille, um, and ever since making my own little Braille book, reading is less painful because I can channel it through my fingers rather than through the low vision right eye. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, guys, I mean, I think that Audible is really good for, for reading books. You know, you have all sorts of audio titles. Um, from all over the world. So if you have the, if you're able to access audible.com, I think it's a really good resource. Mm-hmm. If I probably can't afford it, but I bet some of you guys can, you know, sign up, pay for it, download it. Those of you who can afford it. Cause I, you know, I know, I, they, I know they can't. They do, they do have a lot of, there's a lot of plans with it. Um, I, I do understand there's a lot of different plans and, um, the way that I use it now is I just buy books as I go along. You know, if I want to read a book, I just buy it. If I don't want to read that month, I don't buy books. So it just kind of comes and goes, you know, uh, sometimes I use the service. Sometimes I do not. Mm -hmm. I also tend to make my own books because one of them more accessible, they're not for sale, though, but I made my own little real book, for example, and I was able to read it that way, and it was, and it was little to no pain. That's interesting. Tell our listeners more how you made your own book. Um, I'm not going to do it here because I don't want to hurt myself. Um, okay. Because there's a, there's a risk of hurting yourself if you try this, especially get a sighted friend to help you punch Braille like this if you do it this way 
because what I do is I take, I get close, draw out the shape of the braille cell for the, in a number of times for the word I need. And I will take a sharp tack, a literal sharp tack, a tiny sharp tack, which is a pointy on the end, and very carefully with, without, you know, praying that I don't, you know, hurt myself and I punch out manually each letter dot by dot in the cell that I, that I drew. And when I, you have to do this backwards when you do this, when mm. you punch fail. Yeah, you have to do this backwards. Like, for example, A is regularly dot one, but so backwards when you punch it, it's dot four. And the shift in Braille is dot six, but backwards it's dot three. When you punch it's it. Not, it's not really backwards. Well, what you're talking about is you, you used a slate and stylus. Pretty much. It, well, that's what it was. Because <laughs> I, I don't like this method, to be honest. Because um, it, cause it, you know, it's a risk of hurting yourself. And, you know, especially if you're totally blind, it's a risk of hurting yourself. That's why I don't like this method. Um, I prefer the brailler, um, because it's easy to just type it out on the, on the cell like that. Um, but you have to type it very carefully, like, like very gently, because you have to type certain keys together on the brailler. Good, good, yeah. And how did you learn how to use, how did you learn to use the slate and stylus, by the way? It's, it's mega easy. All you do is you just slide the paper in the thing. And right. So who? Um, usually, blind people have to be taught though how to use that. How how did you learn how to use that that technology? Well, well, I learned the punch on my own, and I just basically taught myself how to punch. But the brailler. I learned in school, the machine Perkins Brailler, I learned in school. Mm, good. Excellent. And so let's let's talk a little bit more about school. Um so yeah, so can you tell can you tell our listeners, did you go to a mainstream school or did you go to a school for the blind? I went to a mainstream, but they had a special ed section in the school. Like there was a certain class for dis- kids with disabilities, blind kids included, and I would have people in the class that were deaf, that were blind, that were autistic, in a wheelchair, had a tracheostomy. Um, if you guys know what a tracheostomy is, it's a it's a breathing tube in the middle of your neck. A cu- your neck is cut open, by the way, though, um, and a tube is inserted in, in the center in your trachea. And I had some kids that had a trach, some kids that were autistic, some kids that were blind, some kids that were deaf, some kids that were in a wheelchair, or just all around autistic. And I even met a kid who used the cane like I did, and I was like, 
and I would be walking and I would hear Arcane's clack and I would be like, hi, who's there? And, and the kid would be like, say his name, who are you? Where are you? And I'd be like, I'm to the right of, I'm to the left of you, your left. My name is Melissa. What's up? I used a cane too when we would make friends. I'm not going to say his name here, but we, we became good friends because we understood each other. Although he was more blinder than me. Okay. Um, to the point where he couldn't wear glasses. But I was wearing glasses. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he actually, we actually became good friends. And about the class, my teacher would either use a magnifier or my vision teacher would whip out this big brailer and I'd be like, whipping out brailer in front of me, and I'd be like, oh, what is this? That's when I didn't know what it was. I know it's a brailer now, but back then I was like, oh, what is this thing? And she said how it was a typewriter style rail rider and she taught me to, she taught me to think of it as a typewriter only with typing certain keys at the same time um like right but it was, example, a, it was a perkins brailler right yeah i couldn't I read see. what it was but she, i couldn't read what it said but it was embossed and i ran my finger over it and i felt p-e-r-k blah 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 <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, who the heck are Perkins? And she said, you know, they make brailers, let's focus on what we're going to do today. And she taught me how to operate it. And basically what you do, you have to turn the knobs away from your from your body together. And there's little levers you have to pull up. Pull up those little levers. Take the paper, the piece of paper. You have to set margins though before you do that. But once your margins are set, you just scroll the wheels away from your body, lift up a little lever. There's like two of them on each side. I couldn't see what they looked like. They were so tiny, but I could feel them. And she guided me on how to put the paper and you put the paper on straight, not wrinkled or otherwise it won't go through. Um, straight, clean, no wrinkles. And then you clamp it down with the little levers. And then once it's all once it's all lined up, of course, then you clamp it down and roll the rollers towards your body until mm-hmm. you can't roll anymore. And you'll notice the paper won't move anymore. And you'll feel the paper, you know, not roll anymore. Because it has a limit of how far it can roll once it doesn't detect the paper. Um and then you go one line down, or however many lines down you want, and then you will whatever the heck you want. Me, it was my name. Me, it was flat out Melissa Dewhurst. And I was like, I was afraid whether or not the braille Dewhurst or not, because it's really long. D-E-W-H-U-R-S-T, that feels pretty long. And I was like, except my teacher's name here, Miss blah, 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 I can't, I it's not going to fit. It's not going to fit. Doers is too long. And she's like, Melissa, just go one line down. Where's the line down key? And I felt for it, and I'm like, oh, line down. 
that solves that problem. <laughs> and <laughs> or, or new or new line. You have to make a maybe you have to put your your last name on a, on a on a fresh line, a new line. Yeah, she told me she calls it a new line, and I was I called it lying down as a kid. Um, I see. Yeah, yeah. Probably I would have called it something <laughs> something else. Yeah. Right. Kidified mm-hmm. mm-hmm. gibberish. Oh, this is a Browning typewriter. Yippee. I know it's a Brailler now, 26 mm-hmm. years later. Um, right. <laughs> I kind of miss using that thing. I hope somebody, hope somebody would do a Brailler giveaway in the group sometime. Um, that'd be kind of neat. Okay. I won't have to worry about, I won't have to worry about punching too much. As punching is kind of a, Okay, you won't have to worry about using your slate and stylus if someone in our group where we met on, on in social media, you wish that they would just do a Perkins Braille Raider giveaway, right? Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Well, you should say that in the group and see if you can create a post and see if you can get some, some traction there, you know. Because yeah. I, I did this with the, with the Star Wars community. It wasn't a Braille, though. It was for a lightsaber. And I did this in the Star Wars community. Um, I did this in the Star Wars section of the social media site. Mm. And I went to the Star Wars pages and I said, anybody doing a lightsaber giveaway? Mark. <laughs> and people were like, well, listen, you got to pay for it. You got to save up some money. And some buddy, I'm not going to disclose my name here for yeah. Aaron's sake. But somebody in the in the Star Wars lightsaber community, which is what we call it, lightsaber community. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know what that means. It's basically a community where you talk lightsaber talk. Like you learn about companies like we have Saber Forge, S A B E R F O R G E, and they make lightsabers. Um, but there, but somebody. Else, not from Saber Forge, reached out to me, and they were like, "Melissa, that's not fair of them to do that to you. You deserve a lightsaber." Which cheer, which cheer her up. My lightsaber is currently in the works right now. I'm waiting on a soundboard for it. But anyway, they reached out to me. Hey, Mel, you deserve a lightsaber. People are going to be treating you like that, making you pay like that. That's me. Um, that's the path to the dark side. You deserve a lightsaber. Um, I see. I see. It sounds like you're really into this. So tell us, is it possible to like get a um, to get what what color uh, light you can want? You know, like how can how do they decide what what light you you deserve or what light uh, you're allowed to, to have? Saber. Lightsaber. Or yeah, but the, the light the, the light blade. part. Each saber. Each saber had a different uh, color. You know, the laser, the burning laser in the films had a different color based on your skill set is what it was. Different levels of knights and and soldiers in the army were allowed to carry different levels, different qualities of saber. And some of the sabers had different levels of light. That would be more. But for blind fans, but for blind fans, people in the saber community should be aware of to design the hilt for a blind person. This way they can feel the switches, feel the emitter, have a guard to protect their hands, 
Even though it's not really gonna, it's not really gonna burn you though, but just for fun, have a guard. Um, right. Because if you guys um, know me, if you guys are in the Star Wars lightsaber community, which I'm in one of them on on the social media, as well as the online forum, they, I made a lightsaber to my vision impairment specifications for myself. Like the like the hilt has a guard, a circle guard where the emitter is, which prevents your hands from going to where the blade is. Um, if it were real, um, right? I, yeah. And my hilt's gonna be brown, gray, and the blade. You can switch to all different colors. I'm getting a neo pixel smooth swing saber, neopixel blade, which is a blade which stream LED lights through the blade. And that gives it the ability to shine really brightly as well as ignite and deactivate like a real saber would from the movies. I see, and how it would make the humming sound and is there like an audio thing that makes it Yeah, the hum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, you'll be able to hear you guys will be able to hear when you ignite it. Which I got, which I'm getting from my saber. I'm gonna be able to hear, you know, the typical lightsaber juice. Um. Yeah, the hum. <laughs> yeah, the hum, which was supposed in the movie. It was supposed to be the energy, the the power of the of the of the, of the force, is what was supposedly making that sound. Yes. Oh, because I thought it was of the plasma laser like blade. Or that. Okay, stand corrected. It was the plasma making the sound. Okay, I see. I see. Well, that's that's really interesting. Okay, so um, it sounds like you ordered this saber, and then what, what's the next step? Then they have to make it? They have to custom make sure. it for you and then send it back? How does that work? Sure. It wasn't ordered. It was actually a gift. They ordered everything for me because know, they know I can't afford too much right now with my family situation. But they're able to help me, and they're currently in the process of putting the hilt together, getting the soundboard where to go, as they're still kind of figuring out the soundboard. I'm getting a, um, you know, up-to-date soundboard. It's a, um, if anybody in the Saber community is blind listening to this, um, there's a soundboard called Golden Harvest, G O L D. E N space H A R V E S T Golden Harvest soundboard, and I'm getting the newest installment. Um, from a soundboard point of view, like I'm gonna get smooth swing. Smooth swing basically means like it'll function as if it was a real saber. Like every little swing you do, it'll do that trademark. Like you get from the movies. That's really that's really cool. So how did you develop this um this interest, this advanced interest that you have in lightsabers and and Star Wars? I watched it with my father because he's a big Star Wars fan. Okay, so that's good. Well, that's well, that's good. So you know what I think you can say, and I think this is fair. So you can say that. Although earlier in the show you said that your parents 
might it might be overly protective, and that might be true, Melissa. You're right that that might be the case, but it but sounds I like they also them. right, and it sounds like they also you also share some some common interests with them in in the Star Wars uh, field there. So that's that's also good, you know. Dad, dad more, dad more than mom. Yeah, the well, mom. Most, I think Star Wars was men. something. Star Wars was the type of of film that was probably more attractive to men because simply there I think there were just more char- more men characters and more famous actors in that movie who, both, who were men right both yeah both Jedi and Sith were all male um like you had Emperor yeah Darth Sidious was Emperor Palpatine um he's the Dark Lord of the Sith with the black oh yeah yeah and he, you know, his, if you hear, gave yourself to the dark side, that's Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> I know his lines. If you hear, gave yourself to the dark side, that's Emperor Chief Palpatine slash Darth Sidious. Right. D-A-R-T-H Sidious. This is, this is, this is great. This is, this is great, Melissa. I'm, I'm glad that you're so... <laughs> So into it, yeah. You you should research on your phone there. You should try to find a Star Wars podcast. I can find one for you after the show if you want. But I'm sure there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts that you can listen to. Do you listen to any Star Wars podcasts? Some, but not much. I'm not going to say names um, for privacy's sake. Yeah, don't. Um, but. But I prefer videos that have pictures as well as sound because, you know, I can, you know, make a video on YouTube by just pressing the F, letter F on the keyboard and it goes immediately to full screen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and escape for back to normal um, on YouTube. The escape key at the far left for back to normal. And the F is beside the D. If you want to go full screen, just hit F, and we're just the left, we're just to the right of the D on your keyboard when you're watching a YouTube video. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mhm. I learned these hotkeys in school. Like my vision teacher taught me how to use a laptop with accessibility. And what she brought in. And I think and wh- I think that's another I think that's another important topic to to talk about today. So tell us more about your vision teacher, your teacher of the visually impaired. Remember, do do not do not say their name, but whoever it was out there. Do you think uh, they were like a a real TVI with who was truly qualified and who knew Braille? What do you think? I feel like. She taught me everything I needed to know because I, I had a woman um, growing up. I had her from pre-K all the way through to high school graduation. Okay. Um, and she, she I, would go, I would call her Mrs. and her name, or Miss and her name, either or. And in middle school, she brought up her laptop, um, and I heard it talking and I was like, huh? What the? And, um, <laughs> I stopped at the all confused and she taught me and she brought up a program called Type to Learn. 
And mm. I was like, and I was like, wait, what? And I could, I could barely see her scream until I got very close to it. But she taught me how to position my hands. They, she calls it, they call it the home row keys. Home um, row. Yeah. 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 I yeah. typed, I typed from home row. Like I put my fingers where they're supposed to go and then type like that. Yeah. A lot of people my age though never learned how to type somehow, even if they're sighted. So they just do the hunt and peck thing. That's very common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my family does the the chicken pecking turn 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 on the keys. Yeah, it takes and so I'm, long. And I'm over here. I never understood and that. And I'm over here, blah 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 on the home row. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. I had mm-hmm. lessons, and and my teacher taught me, and I'd be clearing at her keyboard, and she'd be like pushing on my on my body. No, 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 Moses, sit up, sit up, sit up, sit up. I'm like, I can't see, I can't see, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. I can't see, I can't see. And and she's like, that's okay, Melissa, calm down, breathe, that's okay. And she would pat my shoulder. And it was worse when I lost my glasses from my high school accident. Because in high school, I, I couldn't go on a computer because I couldn't see at all. I was blinded. I'm literally go blind without my glasses. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when she did that, I had glasses during this though. Um, when she did that, she kept pushing me away from getting too close. And I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to be able to see. And she's like, no more. You have to sit straight. You don't want to hurt your back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but how am I supposed to see the freaking? <laughs> and she cut me off with, there's something called, there's something called, a, you'll hear it talk to you. Just listen closely. I'll turn it up. And she turned it up. Because um, she had a screen reader on. Um, mm-hmm. And and I would be making all kinds of mistakes, typing all weird, weird letters. And, and I'd be like, and, and she'd be like, Melissa, this is okay. This is the first step. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I was a teenager at this point, you know, middle, mainstream middle school. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I'd be like having a headache after this, like you're trying to glare so much. This is so hard. And I would throw a fit, slamming my fist into the table. Like, it's so hard to see. And, and she, and she'd be like, Melissa, breathe, calm down. You can't see too well, but that doesn't mean you can't still do things. Right. How right. am I supposed to freaking do it then? And she said, and she guided me through the process. I know to do, I know how to find another way now, but back then I was all, how the heck am I supposed to do this? I bet we all been there, done that. Have you guys ever felt that sensation of, I can't see, how am I supposed to do this? I felt it. What do you think? What do you think out there? Have you felt that, that that idea of just sort of not being feeling confused and never really understanding how to do something in a non-visual context, I think. And that's something that's very, very important to learn how to do, you know, how to do things in a non-visual way. Mm-hmm. A non-visual manner. Right. A non-visual context or in a non-visual way. Exactly right. Exactly.
And that's and where the, yes, yes. And that's where the homo keys came in because that's why she's that's why she taught me the homo keys. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And when I would type, I would hear F J K blah 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 like yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'd be like, oh, you're that type of talks, and she's and she'd be like, yes, I'll, and she turned it up so I could hear it, and or sometimes she'll provide headphones. But most of the time, she had the speakers on. Um, well, with a lesson, you can't really wear your headphones. So, because they have to hear it as well as you. Although she right. was sighted. She was sighted, though. But And the cane was more creepy. When I first got my white cane, I was like, why the heck do I need this? I can walk. Like. I'm weak on the legs, but not enough to acquire a cane. I didn't know what kind of cane it was back then. I thought it was just a stability, stable walking, walk assist cane. Mm -hmm. She took my, but she was like, no, Melissa, it's not that. She redirects my left hand, hand over hand, because I'm a lefty. Um, Uh And she redirects me to my, to the, Scanning position that I do now, the left to right scanning, and she says this is good for emergencies. If you're in a big place, they'll see you and move. And I'm like, what's the point of this? This is so weird. Why you do know, I need a cane for? Point, and the point to to tell our listeners, the point, and it's it's an important topic to talk about, Melissa. The point of the cane, right? It yeah. serves two things. It protects you when you're walking around because you can tell what's in your environment. But it also it also tells sighted people to be aware of the fact that you cannot see them. It's basically an, an alert. I got that. It was it was you know it was very effective going to the store because I went to a store in my area with my mom, and I went out with my cane. And I heard people walking by me to my left. And I heard, look out! And I was like, what the? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I, it's hard to be careful. Right. And, and it was, head. and it's, it's the sighted person's fault. If, if someone bumps into you, it's the sighted person's fault most of the time. So. They yeah. didn't, they didn't bash into me. They were just probably warning somebody of me, probably. Because uh. um, I heard, I heard a loud, look out! Right. And it was probably somebody wanting their idiot of a sighted friend to move the heck over. There's a famous woman with her mom over here. <laughs> move. Right. And I was going to take my cane to the convention this year, but due to the coronavirus, yeah, I might not be able to go. Because everything is closing left and right. Events. Um certain places that are public are closing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of major meetings have been canceled around the world. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I could go to MegaCon this year, because I was planning to with my cousin, he's sighted. And my brother is also sighted as well. He still wears glasses because he has like astigmatism and minor vision impairment, but not as severe as, say, me. You know, he's not legally blind like, say, I am. Right. Um, I also have the twitching of the eyes and the upper gaze 
colonized Agnes. And I found a way around that. It's basically close your eyes, let it go through, open your eyes again, blink a few times, and you should be raring to go. Um, you may not be able to see what you're looking at, but the eye moving exercise I try helps to stabilize the eyeball I I tried. It's an exercise. Um, right. I came up with. Plus, back to the cane. Um, my cane is sized for my height. I'm. Can I say my height on here? Because um, I'm pretty short. And my cane is sized for my height. Um, I basically told my vision teacher that I was this height, this particular height. And the next thing I know, psst, white cane. And I'm like, what is this for? And I know, I now know what it is now. But back then I was like, why do I need this? I can walk. Um, but now I know what it's use and function and why I have it. I actually used to hate it. Right. But now I've gone to, okay, it's a, it's a, it's a guiding device, no big deal. At least people will notice me and not be in my freaking way. <laughs> um, cause that's one big improvement with my cage is not getting hurt. Exactly. Uh, um, like Aaron has said here, it prevents you from, it tells you where you're walking. By the sound of what's in front of you, I can tell I can tell a road from sidewalk by the different sound I'm hearing. I also use I had O I had O M training in high school with said vision teacher when I received this cane as a gift from her. It was a gift from from the state, and and then I went through her that hey Melissa here kind of deal, but I'll teach you how to use it, and she taught me, anybody ever who's had O&M training will know that they teach you how to use your cane, how to swing, how wide to swing, you know, what to scan for, and stuff like that, like, my main challenge is the stairs, going up and down obstacles, like stairs, a curve, or getting on the bus and back, because originally when I would get on the school bus, I would beg for the wheelchair lift and get on that way. Because my bus had a wheelchair access in the back. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, in, that's interesting. Yeah. Even though it feels like cheating, I went for the wheelchair lift in school, even though I could stand. Because I could identify the wheelchair lift with my cane, right. feel it coming down and down, and right. I and I walk on, and the bus it would hold me steady and stable because because it's an elevator type deal, and think of an elevator but exposed. Um, if you if you ever felt or seen wheelchair lift school buses, they're pretty big to accommodate a wheelchair. But for me, I used it to, for easy accessibility in those days. That was my right. accessibility in those days. Mm-hmm. Plus accessibility, everybody. Um, if you can't do stairs, get, go on the ramp or wheelchair lift. And that's my preference going up ramps and wheelchair ways. 
because it's easier access for me, and I don't have to worry about, you know, do I have to climb anything? Because there was a point where I went up and downstairs and nearly missed a step, because one day I would forget to use my cane and go up without it, and suddenly not knowing what step was coming, or I would be really slow and sluggish, like an old person kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I would walk without my cane as if I'm 90 years old. Um, I I see. But when did I walk like a a 20-something-year-old? Right, right. Well, well, good, good. So I think that, you know, these, these tools, especially the cane and a lot of the tools you've been mentioning today are, 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 are useful and that blind people should not be ashamed to use them and that blind people should not be afraid to use them and that blind people should use, should use, um, this, these pieces of these tools. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't be afraid to turn on accessibility mode. Don't be afraid to turn on voiceover, talkback, narrator. Don't be afraid to turn that on if you can barely see or if, right. or if you're totally, totally blind. Right. It, exactly. <clears throat> yes. Um, so have you been to a national convention, a NFB national convention? Megacon. Well, no. No, 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 no. I'm asking you if you have ever been to a national convention of the National Federation of the Blind. No. Oh, That'd be okay. cool to watch. If the coronavirus was impacting us right now, I would go if it was in my state. Um, right. But I have Division of the Blind in my state, you know, DLB. Um, And I never been to any of their conventions, just getting their stuff, <laughs> you know, pretty much. Just receiving right. their supplies, not going to the conventions, but I never been to a national blind convention, if any. I see. I've been to a couple of my state's affiliate conventions. I've been to a couple of the national conventions when I was younger. Um you know, they can be good. It depends on what you want to do. You know, if there's activities that really interest you, especially if you have a friend who also wants to go, I think that could be a fun, a good, a good activity to do with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't do that right now because of this virus going around. Um, they're closing all events and probably the NFB one, probably too. I think, my, in my opinion, it would depend on the situation when we get to the summer. Um, but it's possible that it could be closed, but I don't know. It depends on how quickly we solve this problem. But I know that we yeah. will get th- we will get through this, Melissa, as as Americans. We'll, we'll get through it, and and yeah. it's very frustrating and a little bit scary. But it will we'll get through we'll get through these things uh, as as a country. There's a lot of casualties, though, and that's what scares me. Well, that is scary, yes. But many, many of those casualties are people who are very, very young or very, very, very old. Like toddlers, children. Like a toddler, 
um, or a very, very, very old person in their 90s. It would be dangerous. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. I think it's a, it's very unfortunate. It's very scary. And it's also an interesting, interesting thing that's going on right now in society and, and in the world, you know? Um, so if you guys, the, so if you guys are going out, I would also bring hand sanitizer and disinfect your canes, um, as well as your hands. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, the main way, one of the ways that uh, I'm, I'm a teacher, by the way, and it's a bit of a long story, but one of my students is a doctor. And he was telling me that one of the best ways to protect yourself from this particular virus is to be, have very good hygiene skills and to do a lot of hand washing. This virus can easily be prevented if you wash your hands a lot. So that's what I'm one of my students who is a doctor, told me. So wash your I'm hands obsessive. a lot. I'm obsessive with that. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah, um, you got to wash your hands a lot, guys. That's one of the main ways. And you know what else is, is useful? It's just stay at home more. Don't go out into public places as often. Um, even though it's boring. Even, um, well, well, Melissa, life, that's, a, that's a, a philosophical fact of life, I believe. That life is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hang out, just video call your friends. Go on a That's right. Out. That's right, Melissa. There's there's a lot of ways that people can still have a conversation or meet up. We can we just have to do it over over the internet now. Exactly. Yeah, they're recommending go online and yeah. Right. Right. And and it's not like <laughs> knowing our generation, Melissa. It's not like that many other people were really all that hot to trot about going out anyway. Because most people don't go out. So, you know, what is everybody so upset about that fact for? You know, very, very, very few people go out now. So just, you know, just, yeah, just spend more time meeting online for for different events. And this virus will run out of gas eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll eventually die down. Right. But can I also discuss with you guys? Of course. Strain, strain headaches. Who yes. here has had a strain headache? Because I know I have. Wasn't there some guys? I don't know. Um, I fortunately do not have that. That sounds that sounds awful, Melissa. Um, I I have mm-hmm. it in the right in the right side mainly because the right, right eye in my case has to work extra hard. Plus mm-hmm. being low vision. First, having tunnel vision and being low vision makes it worse. Right. And more, and more out. I always had pain reading books in school. So whenever my vision teacher came over, I would jump for joy. Yippee! And, uh, and she would have the brailler in her hand, and I'd be like, brailler, here I come. <laughs> Brail for me! And I, and I would run with my cane. And like, like, yo, I'm behind you. I'm wearing the go. <laughs> that's how happy I was when I when she came over in school right because she would interrupt my classes on on, this, on a weekly basis with certain things like whenever I'd be in like first period she would come in if not maybe fifth period or the last period of of the school day like like seventh period which is the last period of the of the classes most of the time it would be first period before lunch or the last period of 
school before you go home for the day. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got. I got her coming at those times. Mm-hmm. Plus, when I plus when I had that urgent emergency of of bashing my face into the pole and losing my glasses, right? She really whipped out the brailer, and right. I was mm-hmm. and, and I was even more scared because now I can't see the shapes of of what I remember. But she was like, Melissa, you got hands, right? And I was like, duh. <laughs> and she's like, feel the shapes. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. And, I would, and I would feel the knob, and I'll be like, oh, there's the knob, there's the freaking um, braille marger, there's the freaking clamp for the paper, right. there's the freaking keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like, what right. was six? Mm-hmm. But the but the main typing keys are just six, or just like three on each end. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would, and I would, and I would be scared. I was like nervous typing at this point because I couldn't see. Um, and I was like shaking, and and she would pat my shoulder, Melissa, it's okay. Right. And and I'd be like <laughs> teeth chattering, body shaking, hand tremors, all nervous. And all of the yeah. braille too. You're this nervous about braille? Jeez. Well, because I lost my glasses with the accident. I lost right. my glasses. I know. I know. I'm making a point though. <laughs> See, you shouldn't, guys. You shouldn't be afraid of things. Mm-hmm. Right. Have no fear. As Master Yoda from Star Wars says, "Do or do not. There is no try." And I say, "Do." Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 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 Exactly. And that mm-hmm. the force will be with you and that it'll guide you. It'll guide your hands. It'll guide your cane. I, suppose, your I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> so maybe all blind people should try to get themselves one of these lightsabers so they can maybe have more strength or more more force, I guess, in their in their Bravery. lives. Bravery. Um, yeah, the, the, Jedi, the Jedi encourage positivity. Right. Bravery and courage. The right, Sith, exactly. on the other, the Sith, S-I-T-H, on the other hand, prefer anger, hate, hatred, going all crazy, killing people with their saber, and you don't want to touch on the dark side. That's, that's all negative. Right, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if there are groups and communities of people who want to be Sith. I wonder if there's Sith phases. <laughs> Probably so. Like that you have the Bible first. Like you have the Bible first. Religion. Th- that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest, actually. If there were Sith groups. I don't know. I don't know if you heard of this, guys, as well as you, Aaron. Guys, I don't know if you heard of this, but there's a legion called the Five Hundred First Five Zero R S T Legion L E G E A N. And that's like a Sith face, dark side form or something. Because um, everybody dresses up in Darth Vader outfits, Stormtrooper outfits. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't want to join that. Um, right. I, I would prefer the Rebel Legion. Um, the, ah. R-E, the R-E-B-A-L Legion. Right, right. Like, um, but... If any of you are Star Wars fans watching slash listening, 
you know, don't be afraid. The force will be with you. Yeah. Well, there, well, there you go. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi says, this cane and these devices and accessibility is your life. Use hmm. it. <laughs> That's Obi-Wan Kenobi for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, good. Good. Mm-hmm. If you guys are wondering what Jedi inspired me the most, it has to be Luke L. Yeah. Capital L U C capital L and lowercase U K E Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right. He has, right. He inspired me to to in a way feel the force. Yoda too, but both yeah. in a way inspired me to feel my surroundings, feel mm-hmm. the force. Mm-hmm. And right, but in the in the end doesn't Luke become Darth Maul or Darth Vader? No. He be, he goes out as a true Jedi. He becomes a grand mas- master. Um, I don't want to spoil what what movie, but but he becomes a grand master at one point, starts his own school for the his Jedi Order. because um, Order sixty six happened, so a new Jedi Order is coming about. Right. Um, if you guys are familiar with Order 66, you know, Palpatine's execute Order 66, and, you know, yeah. Um, right. Anybody who's seen Revenge of the Sith, Revenge, O-F-S-I-T-H, will know um, of Palpatine's execute Order 66. <laughs> but yeah. He says 66, but yeah. Um, but can I also bring up, of course. If any of you are, if any of you are low vision and have strain headaches, I say, if if reading hurts you, use a screen reader, if not braille. Magnifiers do help, but not all the time. Cause I have a magnifier hanging off my computer desk, and it's five times magnification, and it doesn't always help. So. Mm-hmm. So screen readers and Braille is the best bet if you want to go pain-free. Mm-hmm. So you're not over here straining one inch away from your screen or, or paper. Um, right. And I think what I was going to say, and then we got, we got into the Star Wars thing again, is I think that there are Facebook groups for people who have headaches. Guys, there's Facebook groups for everything. And when I say everything, it's everything. And there's even a Facebook group for Girl Talk. Um, you know the the you know what once a month visually impaired ladies watching and listening. Um, you will know what I mean. Um, so there's like groups like that plus the visually impaired group that were that me and Aaron are in. Right. Like I have found about the group. I just want to say. I'm glad I'm a part of this VIP community. I'm also part of people. There's also a VIP community on YouTube. Um, I don't want to say any YouTube channels too much, but there are people on YouTube that are legally blind, blind, yeah. and visually impaired. Um, like you got people that have certain diseases, like retinitis pigmentosa, or just 
playing born too early, like in my case, I was born really early, which caused the vision impairment. Because, you know, when you're, because I was born at a gestation where, where the, everything's not fully there yet, like development-wise. Like your lungs are not ready, your eyes are not ready. Premature. Yeah, premature. Right. I was a my I was a micro preemie, but, mm-hmm. but I survived. Um, I, I won't I tell see. I won't I won't tell my birth rate on here, but I'll just say that I was a micro preemie, but survived. Um, mm. But I also want to talk about legally blind and asthmatic, because sure. I also have because I also have asthma and allergies. There's um, pro- she, Melissa. There's probably a group for that too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody ever struggle to read their inhaler dials? Because I have an inhaler dial, and I have to get like real close to it, and I see eight percent, and I'm really close to it, one inch from my face. In the owl, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> see what? See, hear what I mean, guys? Like that's ice strain owl. <laughs> so I'm trying to read my inhaler dial. You know, you know. Let me let me make a comment about that. I think that it's it's completely. Look, if, if you're buying a medical product or a a shopping at a a pharmacy, I think that the products need to be accessible. You know, that's not right. You know, if you're blind or what if you're old, Melissa? What if you're super old and you have to take pills? Many, a lot of old folks, a lot of old folk take pills, you know, um, some don't, but a lot do. And a lot of times when people get to that point in life, when they get to the to the winter of their life, when they get to the end, the end game of their life, when they get that old, they usually start to become blind. They their things start to fail. So an issue that would seem like not even a big deal to us, like, oh, take some pills, you know, to someone who is super old and cannot see well, that could be a really scary and a potentially dangerous situation. I think yeah, that pharmaceutical. Yeah, you can overdose if you don't know how many pills you're taking. Yeah, and let me tell let me just tell you that even if you're taking the pills right, when you get to be that old, I've I have heard of it from my relatives and other people in my family. When you get to be that old, those pills kinda they kinda affect you. There's some side effects that kind of make it harder for you to focus. So, you know, it's really, my point is, it's really important that the pharmaceutical products are fully accessible to someone who's blind. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. There's every yeah. reason why those products should be accessible. Mm-hmm. Like, like, heck, put Braille on allergy pills. Right. Or, or make a speaking inhaler. Like, mm-hmm. Click, click, click. Your medication percentage is this many number here percent for right. me. Like, that'd be kind of neat. For me, even though I'm young and legally blind, mm-hmm. um, I still can't read my inhaler. I know my medicine name by asking my doctor, hey, doctor, what's my medicine's name um, of this particular inhaler? And he would tell mm. me, and I would, go, and I would go, oh. But... I have to turn to my sighted brother or somebody that's sighted to say, hey, what does this say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's annoying. Cause that means Indeed. we have no, cause that Indeed. means we have 
That means me having to walk in the room, knock on their door. Hey, um, sorry to bother you, but I need your help. Right. Right. Yeah, and I would annoy them as much as me. Seriously, yeah. So that's that's a conversation that you should have with with your pharmacist. In in my opinion, you should approach your pharmacist and explain the situation and say what products are on the market for someone who's blind who needs to take an inhaler. Your pharmacist, Melissa, should be knowledgeable about it, and your pharmacist should be willing to talk to you about it because it's their job to provide you with the service of of appropriate medication and pharmaceutical technology. So a pharmacist should be able to tell you more about the accessible medication than than the doctor. The doctor, in my opinion, the doctor should diagnose the, the the condition and the pharmacist should facilitate the solution or the 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 yeah the solution to whatever you know whatever type of asthma you have or whatever particular medication you need to be on but you should have that conversation with your pharmacist and they should be I'll willing make sure to, to i'll make sure the, to bring my cane i'll make sure to bring my cane to the pharmacy and be like uh doc extend my cane out and yeah, but, the, uh, but they'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's entirely possible that they are not even aware that you're blind. So you do need to make them aware, in my opinion. You need to make them aware of it, and I think they need to talk to you about it. And I think mm-hmm. that a good pharmacist who's doing a good job should be able to talk to you in an informed, respectful, and educated way about the technology, about the pharmaceutical product that they're giving you. They really need to do that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it would avoid me having to beg for help all the time in ice stream. Because I just well, got, and, I just, you know I just got the signs. Right. The signs alive. Right. Right. For you all. So, and let's say for let's say for instance, let's say they're you know they're talking to you about the product, right? And it turns out, well, okay, right now in the market, let's just say for instance, let's say we we don't really have what you're looking for, but here is all of the information I can give you about the product so that the next time you use that product, you know everything about it. And that will, that will be immensely, immensely helpful for you. So a pharmacist should have that, should be able to have that conversation. So if we have a pharmacist as one of our listeners, I want your opinion if you're a pharmacist out there. Um, is, is, how do you feel about blind patients? Um, do you like to engage your customers? Are you willing to talk to customers about pharmaceutical products? I mean, you know, good, good heavens, you know, you went to school for 10 years, you know, you took a a medical licensing, you swore an oath in your state, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a commitment to basically protecting people's livelihood. So, at very least, I would hope you would want to make some money by talking to a blind person so that you can take their money and sell them a product. And at most, I hope that you care for all of your patients. And you know what? 99% of the pharmacists do care about patients. That's why they spend like, the time and energy to become a pharmacist. Like, yeah, come on. Like, isn't there inhalers that have a, a, I mean, a I'm fact, to, like... I mean, someone I, you know, someone I know, you know, I, I, I just, it's, it's, it's a long story. Um, 
this has nothing to do with the show. I mean, someone in my family is a pharmacist. Uh, I'm not going to ask her, but, but maybe, I don't know, maybe, um, if you came onto the show in, in the future and maybe had a conversation with your pharmacist and then you talked about it with me and let's say God, you know, good heavens, let's say that the conversation that you had with your pharmacist was a negative one. I might be willing. I, I, it has nothing to do with you, but, um, you know, she, she has her own life and we don't, we don't really talk much. It's a long story. Um, but I, I might be willing to ask her, you know, that question, that would be a fair question if I were to ask her one time, uh, and she would know, um, because I, I, I would be, I would be shocked, quite frankly, I would be shocked if there was not some sort of an accessible inhaler, I mean, inhaler, um, I mean, you know, luckily I do not have asthma, but many, many, many people do, literally tens of thousands there's got to be something on the market, Melissa. But yeah, provisionally impaired, provisionally impaired asthmatics out there, like me. You right. Know, you, you you guys could be blind and have asthma and not see your inhaler at all, and that's dangerous. Right. It would be very dangerous for the for the customer. I I complete I completely you know agree with you. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I would be, I would be shocked if there was not some sort of a product. Right. That would, that, that would break my heart if they didn't have any accessibility on inhalers, pill bottles, prescription pill bottles that have like braille. I mean, I, I'm sure that there is, I, I'm sure that there's some, some sort of a website where you can get more. I'm, I'm sure that there is a website and I'm sure that there are blind pharmacists, uh, because blind people are working in every field, but I, I'm, I'm sure that there are blind people who work in the pharmaceutical field who would be able to, to aid you and guide you in the right direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. When it comes to when it comes to you know being legally blind, can I also discuss this? Yes. This, this the, the the meeting because a lot of sighted people, my family included, tend to get the term legally blind confused with totally blind and legally blind. Um, legally meaning by law. Um, and it means that you're basically blind by law. Like your vision right. is so severe that your your seeing is blind by the state. That's what I'm classified as legally right. blind. And people online mainly tend to confuse legally blind. If you're legally blind, then how are you typing to me? Yeah. That's a common that's a common one. Mm-hmm. And that really makes me mad. Like, hello, everyone, the screen readers, duh. Well, well, I understand why you're mad, and it's frustrating for us. But we also have to be. Sometimes we have to be to be kind and and aware that sometimes other people do not have the same knowledge that we have. So, although it's common sense to you and I and listeners of Aaron's show, 
that of course they're screen readers. Well, maybe someone somewhere else simply does not have that knowledge. So I agree with you, but it, it is it is quite common for people to be confused how well blind people can access the world. This is quite a common quite a common issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to. I would I would just say to the sighted people that don't get it, um, technology has advanced over the years, and now mm-hmm. we got things like voiceover for iPhone, talkback right. for Android. Right. Voice view for tablet. Mm-hmm. And narrator for laptop. Right. And I also want to talk about gaming. Talk about access. I also want to talk about accessible gaming because me, I used to play games as a kid. Oh. And this was a big. This was a big issue for me as a kid. Yeah. I had to have my brother or somebody sighted guide me through the game. Mm-hmm. Like I would play, like I would play Spider Man Edge of Time, and I would be you're in Alchemax, A L C H E M A X, that's capital A, lowercase L C H E M A X. Oh, I, I when I oh you know oh I remember when I when I wrote that word growing up I would always make all the letters lowercase except for the X I had to think about that I always capitalize the X. <laughs> yeah, but in Spider-Man, but in Spider-Man, it's capital, but in, but in Spider-Man, it's capital A, then lowercase L-C-H-E-M-A-X, because okay. um, in Spider-Man Edge of Time, you're in this place all, all throughout the game, yeah. and finding what lab I'm in is so challenging. Mm. There'd be signs up, and I would be like, oh, is this the genetics lab? Is this the shadow division? Is this the lab here? Like, like, what lab is this? And I would be so confused. Right. And especially with playing any game, I would be like, when I when I played games that involved shooting, like Call of Duty with my brother, I would right. be like, where's, where's the enemy? And my brother would hmm. guide me. Your enemy is to the left. Keep going, keep going, keep going, going, shoot. And I would shoot. <laughs> and that was in the us growing up. But I don't know about now. But would there be any accessible games? Because now there's a game out there, an online RPG game called Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, it's called Star Wars The yeah. Old OLD Republic. And I didn't know of any accessibility on there, so I didn't download it and play it. Because right. I don't know if there's any accessibility on on games. Jedi Fallen Order has accessibility from magnification to large print. I don't know if the same is true for, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic. Right. My main issue is screen reading on games. I want to know where I'm going. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, are you there? Um, are you on RS Games? No, I don't play any games due to this problem. Oh, well, after after the show, let me send you the solution to this problem. There is a website that is completely accessible for you. So, yes, you'll you'll find it very, very entertaining. And I I sometimes go on there. So let me send it to you after the show later today. Um, And then. um and then, yeah, and then you can try to get on that. But, yeah, there's a lot of information 
about accessible gaming for blind people. Um, there, there is a YouTuber. I'm not going to say who it is, but there is a YouTuber, a channel that I can send you. But by the way, by the way, Melissa, if I, if I forget to send you anything I said I would send you, please, please, please send me a message and say, Hey, Aaron, you forgot to send me that information about blah, 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 because I, I have a lot going on and sometimes I do forget. So please, if I don't send you the information that you need, please, reach out to me and let me know so that I can get back to you. But I will try oh, okay. to remember to send you, uh, yeah, inf- information about that. But there is a YouTuber um, that you might want to follow. I'll, I'll send you more la- information about it later, especially if you remind me. I'll, re- I'll be able to remember to, s- to find the channel and send it out to you. There's a channel dedicated to accessible games and accessible gaming for blind people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder. Sure. Do you have a YouTube channel, Aaron? Well, yeah. This show that's, is a channel. Oh, that's I, I'm cool. Gonna send, I'm going to send it to you. Don't don't worry. After after we end the show, I'm going to you know go do other things. Um, take my dog out. You know my my dog is my dog is old, so we're going to go out and go for a little walk around our. Our, our woods and then I'm going to go probably get something to eat and then I'm going to go start the process of basically well basically uploading and basically publishing this show on Anchor and then on YouTube and then after I have both of those things then you're going to get a message and one of the messages is going to be the podcast right the audio file that you can listen to and the other is going to be the YouTube video so yes mm-hmm. um my favorite is the YouTube video because it, you know, because I can blow it up as well as hear it. Because YouTube what you, has. What are you so concerned? This is hysterical. So you're blind and you're more concerned with blowing up a video than just listening. Oh, I, <laughs> why can't oh. Why can't you just listen to the pod? What do you you don't? Well, what do you need the YouTube for? You can just listen to a podcast. Oh. You don't have to blow it up. <laughs> oh, okay, that works. I don't yeah. need to. No, there's no, need, there's no need to give yourself a headache when it's a pod, an audio podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see your point there. Um. <laughs> yes, I will say I will send you a YouTube video if you insist upon blowing one up, blowing up the the quality of the video so you can see can see it. I'll send you a YouTube video for you to watch if if you'd rather. Okay, fine, fine. If you'd rather get a headache, but I'm not stopping you. Free country. You can have a headache if you want. <laughs> I'm going to make yeah. sure it's so big that I won't get a headache. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then I'm going to get a complaint. I'm going to get some complaint letter from you. Aaron, yeah, you were, you're right. Your channel causes headaches. <laughs> okay. Well, I should, fine. I should take the, the end of that contract. Bye. I should, you go. I, should, I should take the easy vlog. Then probably just listening then. Yeah, why can't you just take the easy way out? Come on, just just well, just go with what's easy. You know that's what people do. You know, don't oh, don't stress. Oh, <laughs> I will. I will. I try you. not to strain. I try not to strain. Don't worry, I'm still going at it with the braille. Um. Well, good. Well then. Well then, good. I will. I will certainly send you uh, both sides. But it's all understand. It's all the same thing. The, the YouTube video is for people on YouTube. The podcast is for people who are on the podcast, but it's it's all the same material. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's nothing um, special about watching the YouTube video, apart from the fact that the YouTube video usually gets more hits, more views. You know, YouTube is a is a broader audience, but the podcast is a smaller and more precise audience, probably. But I don't, you know, they always say, oh, there's a science behind it. I'm not convinced that there truly is a science behind all of this. Can I also ask? Yes. You know, ask everything. Go. Does <clears throat> do any of you wear glasses, powerful glasses like mine? Well, I I do. I have bifocals. What about you in the community? Yes. I have I have glasses. Like one lens is the working lens, and the left lens is nothing, just grass. Yeah. Like. My full lens power, I don't know if I should disclose it here, but it's pretty strong. Okay, you can disclose it if you want. I don't think that... It's a, it's a full 19 on the oh. right lens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, my main wish is to get back on that freaking boiler. <laughs> Bring right. the boiler back. I missed that thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if anybody in the visually impaired group is doing a regular giveaway, count me in. A free All regular right, giveaway. Guys. So, so Aaron's show, we're, we're keeping our ears and eyes open for a, a brailler, a Perkins Braille writer. Um, I mean, I've seen one in, in passing on other groups. Obviously not anymore, but I know that that's, uh, I know that that's the thing. You know, they do, they, YouTubers, um, give stuff away, you know, all all the time. There's all sorts of giveaways for all sorts of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like my lightsaber. Oh. Okay, so I can take your lightsaber? Well, well, I'm getting... <laughs> the person that's making it for me is giving it away for, to me as a gift. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I thought. Oh, I thought. I, I got confused for a second. I thought I was in a trade deal. I thought I was going to take your lightsaber, and then somehow you were going to get the Braille Raider. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind. Works, I don't right? mind having. You know? I don't mind having both. I'm going to yeah, get my well, chip. Okay. Well, keep, then just keep keep begging, keep asking. Then I guess if you don't mind having, well, well, so would everybody else, Melissa. So well, so would everybody else. <laughs> the, the the slate is not my favorite, to be honest. Oh, okay. We'll take the slate then. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get that out of your hands. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. <clears throat> yeah, I kinda, can I also? Yes. I also don't have a slate anymore, but I just remember the remember the motion. I see. Well, yeah, you were talking about it so much, I thought you had one, because you were describing it very well, the, the positioning yeah. of the cell and the dots, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have that device anymore, but right. I just, but I just punch very manually. Right, right. Now. Well, it's pretty easy to get the slates and styluses. I mean, that's, that's something that could probably be arranged pretty easily, I think. Mm-hmm. I can write, but try to read your own print um, mm. without without straining. Um, 
I, I, I can write, you know, I can write print, but I just prefer Braille because, you right. know, like you, like you said, go the easy way, um, which is what I'm doing. Right. Even somebody in the Star Wars community, I told them about my condition and how I strain a lot, and they said, whoa, man, I would go for what doesn't hurt you too much. And I said, Braille for me, and we went all laughing. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I, you know, I have found that people in those types of communities, these very specific communities, um, in general, people in these communities that I'm in or you're in, they tend to be very kind people because usually people join a community uh, because they did not receive support somewhere else. So usually people on groups on Facebook tend to be very active listeners and they tend to be very receptive and respectful of people with disabilities and kind and, and understanding. I, I have noticed that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed it on, on the, on the group. Like I'd be doing a live stream and they would overhear my screen reader and be like, Yippee, I heard my comment. <laughs> and right, like, okay. I commented and, and things like that. So, yeah, people people do watch the, the, the live videos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people were getting upset about the coronavirus, and I thought me warning them was, like, I was like, guys, I, I know it seems like overkill, but they're really pushing us to be careful. Right. Like I'm just going, I'm just going by what I hear on the news. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> right. What What's your take on accessibility, Aaron? My take, my take is that you today, you did a magnificent job of it, of really uncovering for us all the different activities that require some level of accessibility. I think if people want to learn about accessibility, I think they should go back and listen to this show or watch this video because I think Melissa did did an outstanding, outstanding job. By the way, have you ever been on a podcast or in a video before? Well, I've been featured in a montage of in, in a doll community of my dolls, but not talking except for recently because I had a big problem with somebody I had a stalker and I had trouble with seeing the screenshots yeah and I would and I would and we and we and we did a little podcast me and uh, me and my sighted friend on on discord because I have discord right and and I posted it to YouTube right um, and she guides me through the evidence and what's fake and what's real and turned out turned out that that stalker that was bothering me turned out to be a liar and a fraud after hearing everything yeah yeah well that's that's very frustrating guys and that's that might be one of the reasons why why on Aaron's show we say we are from an undisclosed location because I'm not going to talk about it further, but perhaps I have also experienced very recently a stalker, and it is something that I do not 
tolerate, will not tolerate, I will not be stalked. I will not be intimidated by anyone. If you love the show, great. If you don't love the show, please go find another person to stalk. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Melissa. <laughs> that's, my, that's my theory about stalkers. So you know what the fact is, is if you're in social media, if you produce content, it's how people are, you know, and there's a lot of psychological reasons why people stalk. But usually it's a lot of different things. Um, this this person had a case of Munchausen syndrome where she faked to be sick to get my attention. Um, and that well, was really annoying. You know, let's, let's, let's steer. I, I, I want to keep the show positive, And I also obviously do not know who that person is. I would, I would prefer, I'm, I'm going to say no thank you. Let's, let's not talk about that only because we really have no idea who it is. And if, if they're just, I, I understand and I agree with you that they probably, they probably were a stalker. But if it was by some bizarre chance a, true thing or some sort of a misunderstanding we don't we don't want to cause any problems with them and we don't know who they are so yeah let's let's just keep that out of the show but it is it is very scary but it's a it's a Mm -hmm. fact of life that at some point you're stalked or intimidated or scammed or you know and i think that i think that stalking and misbehaving like that and and harassment i think it's something that in american society we accept and in other countries, it's not tolerated. You know, if you stalk someone in, a, in another country, who boy, you better lock your doors at night because someone's going to show up at your house in the middle of the night. And then, I don't know, then there'll be one of those, there would be a one of those disappearances things where the person just disappears, you know, the person doing the stalking. So you got to be really careful, all you stalkers out there. Um, you please, 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 please don't stalk. Okay, just, just don't. It's. It's mean in general. It's mean and and dangerous. And it's not it's not safe for you if if you're a stalker. It's not safe for you to stalk, and it's not safe for the person who you're stalking. It's dangerous. So please stop. Anyway, that's life. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I also want to talk theme yeah. parks. Um, who here has been to Disney World? Oh, I haven't I have. got. I haven't gone yet because of coronavirus. But if yeah. I could go, Disney has this device mm-hmm. that you, it's called their <clears throat> audio description device. Right. And you basically put on headphones and it'll tell you where you're going in the park. Mm-hmm. I saw a video on that as well. Right. Well, well, good. Yeah, I think it was was it you who made a comment about that in the group or I know that that's been mentioned in our group before. I simply do not know who brought it up, but I know it's been mentioned before. Mhm. Like I like how Disney is incorporating accessibility nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Mhm. That's it's really important because Disney wants to serve the customer and serve the world. Mhm. If I were to go to Disney, I would so rent that little device. Um, mm-hmm. Their audio, their audio description, it would really help a whole lot. Right, I see. <laughs> Good. So what it like describes where you are in the park, and it helps you to kind of navigate 
through the park it like ha- that? It helps you navigate to, through the park. Like if hmm. you were to go to Avatar Land, for example, it'll tell you Avatar, Pandora, something, something. Or if you're on a ride, it'll tell you what's going on in the ride. That's cool. That's yeah. I'll send the video. That's cool. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send the video of what it, of what it sounds like. Right. It's pretty cool. That's really interesting. I I agree. I agree with you. Yes. <clears throat> You're okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, don't be afraid to use accessibility. It's right it's right under your fingers. Right. It's right there, so we should never be afraid to turn it on and use it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like don't don't fear even though people will get annoyed hearing your phone talk all the time, mm-hmm. you just ignore the mean that's annoying, turn it off. Ignore mm-hmm. that. Keep keep it on for your safety. Right. Um, me, I just ignore people that that say that's annoying. Turn it off. Like, I do too. Yeah, it is important to know when to ignore someone, and this is a point that I've made. That that ignoring people is a skill, is a life skill, and you have to know exactly at what point to ignore behavior. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I've been ignoring the. The hateful voiceover comments, the hateful talkback comments. Why would somebody be? I don't get that. I've never really, I've never experienced it. Why would somebody like spend the energy to be hateful? I mean, they're they're a hater, so they're going to hate anything that they can hate, I guess. But what, what, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, people are like on YouTube. Oh, this saves my sanity. My phone is talking to me. This and that. I can't scroll. Learn the gestures. Like there's right. a little tutorial that you go through when you first turn it on. Mm-hmm. Um, be it voiceover, talkback, voice view, narrator. Right. And I had all of that with my phone, tablet, and laptop. I had a little right. mini tutorial that mm-hmm. taught me. Where to, how to how to scroll how to how to go to the next page what how to find and how to click right and it'll mm-hmm. tell you too it'll tell you too double tap to add the rate blah 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 or mm-hmm. in voiceovers or in voiceovers case double tap to open right it's, it's, yeah voiceover will say double tap to open and talkback will say double tap to activate which means to click. Right, exact, exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Any other thoughts? I think you, I think you really did a good job today of of covering all of these, um, all, all of these topics. So, um, well, do you, do you have? Uh, any other, any other questions, uh, for, for me, basically? Well, have you used the brailler even though you wear glasses? Yeah. Um, I remember that I certainly used the brailler growing up a lot. 
I certainly, I certainly did. Yes. And I certainly did not like it, but I know that I, I know that I had to use it. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to, oh, okay, I, I, I can do this. It's, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Cause me, right. cause me, I've been afraid. Um, well, first confused. And then after my accident, I've been afraid. Cause you know, without glasses, it's a nightmare for me. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And I learned to just, I learned to just feel the keys. Hmm. They're right, they're right, they're right freaking there. Yeah, exactly right. Do you, how much of Braille do you remember? Well, I remember the entire code, basically. But a lot of people in our community would say that Braille has become obsolete. Uh, why? Because the computers and voiceover have become so much more advanced that we do not need to rely as much on Braille. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's the reason why I don't have a Brailler anymore. Technology right. getting more advanced. Right. Technology moved away from it. It, it, it became a a obsolete or some would say in our community that it became obsolete. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say that some people would have that opinion. It still has its, its role for sure. It does, but it, also you have to embrace new technology as it comes along. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I respect the smart brailler. Um, that I wanna, and that I want to learn more about. So I would have to look into that more. That sounds like an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try it if you ever get one. I mean, I've never, I would have to see it. I would have to see the video and, and really get get a good feel for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll send a link. Okay. Good. Is Is there anything... You have that I have like, like, what do you use? Do you use, do you use a tablet? I know you use a cell phone. Do you use a tablet, laptop? So I have the iPhone X Max and I have an iMac, which is where I do my teaching from. I teach through the iMac. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you use like, are you like me where you, you where you navigate between Voiceover, magnifier, voiceover, magnifier. No, I don't. I don't really use the magnification um, issue. I have usable vision, but I don't use my vision that way to avoid eye strain. I bet. <laughs> I just, I just focus on the voiceover. I just, I don't, I don't use my my energy to to worry about what i'm seeing as as frequently and and i get eye strain i've been leaning towards my hearing and sensation too now that i discovered accessibility i discovered it like last year the end of last year and i was like oh this this can help your phone read out to you. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm using it. 
I have TalkBack. Um, there's some features that TalkBack has that that's kind of similar to VoiceOver, you know, with the it sounded like and, it earlier today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have the advantage of a little rotor you turn. You know, you have a little rotor. Right. You with it with VoiceOver, you have a rotor. It'll go characters, words, lines. You, oh, yeah, you have a rotor where you can switch how you're viewing the, the screen. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that too. Only I have to flick. You know, I can't turn a little dial. Talk back. You have to like flick up or down. Mm. And it'll go words, characters, blah blah blah. And yeah, and that that dial. I know what you the rotor, and you twist the rotor around. That can be very confusing. You you certainly have to get used to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's it's pretty cool. Um, Good. Exactly. Yep. So that's how we would navigate a specific page, like like that, right? Mm-hmm. Mine's kind of different from your rotor. Um, you know, Androids is a little bit different. Androids, you have to, like, flip, flick down words mm-hmm. with one finger. And voiceover, you just twist as if you're turning a little radio dial. Yes, that is what it's like, a little TV dial or radio dial. Right. Mm-hmm. However, however, if you guys own Android, you'll know that it's the same thing. However, you have to flick downward with one single finger. And it'll go the same thing, words, characters, blah, blah, blah. Um, my laptop would do the same thing. Um, when I flick upward on my laptop with one finger on the screen, it'll go words, characters, lines, blah, blah. And that's a useful that's a useful feature when you know when to use it when you want to read an address or read more specific information. Mm-hmm. And, and even links. There's, have you ever had an issue with a screen reader where it just goes button, 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 button? That's common with TalkBack sometimes. I don't know about voiceover. It used to be a big. It used to be a much bigger problem. Now I do not experience that nearly as much or as frequently. When I'm on Discord with TalkBack. Sometimes I'll get button, 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 and I'm like, uh, what kind of button? Right. Face palm. (laughs) And and I'll I'll get really close with my eye for one second and go, oh, that's the menu. I think Discord needs to upgrade their accessibility, um, if you guys know what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. If anybody that's here that works for Discord, please incorporate some blind accessible modes and features. This way we can use our screen readers better while on your app. Right, exactly. And what do you what do you talk about on 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 your your particular channel on Discord? Well, I have a not the learning community. 
the Navi language from Avatar. Oh. It's called Navi Culture and Language Community. N A apostrophe V I. N A apostrophe V I. Language, culture, and community. Because hmm. um, I'm a big Avatar fan as well. Um, Avatar, yeah. as in as in the Navi, Blue, you know, Jake Soli, you know, that kind of Avatar, not Aang. Um, right. James Cameron's movie. Um, right, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was always impressed with that film. Avatar was one of my favorites for sure. And even though I couldn't see the Navi words too well, I could hear one Nakikami, and that got me to practicing it. And I would listen to lesson videos on YouTube of, of Paul Fulmer. He made the language, by the way, for the movie, Paul Fulmer, Dr. Paul Fulmer, or as we call him, Curlyu, which is teacher and not V. Right. Paul, wow. Paul, and he would describe the language and how to pronounce word after word, how to pronounce the tithons to the to the, you know, well, how to pronounce, well, not dikami. And that means I see you and not be. As in, I see you as in, you know, you're a kind person. I see your heart. Like, I believe wow. you. Well, then I'm sure you also follow all of the linguist groups from Lord of the Rings because there's groups of people who are fascinated um, by the Elven, Elven language. Hmm? Yeah, I, I, I also learned of Star Wars languages, too, but there's barely any forms for that, though. Except for, except for people teaching it on YouTube. That's it. Okay, that's, that's, that is... You know, that's that's YouTube for you. That's odd. That's odd and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those videos on how to speak, how to learn Wookiee language, like how to how to learn Ewokies and stuff like that. How to learn that's... Jabba the how to learn Jabba the Hutt's language, um, called Huttese. Um, A G U T T E S E. That's yeah. Jabba the Hutt's language. Um, well, that's all, that's all very, yeah, that's interesting that there are communities of people who wondered about that, you know? Yes. That's, that's, that's interesting. I wonder. In fact, in fact, I'm such a, in fact, I'm such a nerd that I started brailing not be in my little braille book. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. That's cool, Melissa. You you typed, you did some brailing of the Navi language. I see. In my little braille book, I did a little lesson video on YouTube. How mm. to I was like, in a description, give up your brailers for me impaired avatar fans. <laughs> you know. That's co- Melissa, that's really cool. That's really creative. Yeah. That's a really good use of your time to be active and be creative. That's that's yeah. real, that's that's I cool. even looked up I even looked up how to braille the not the A with the two dots over it. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. like, don't know what you call that, but it's the letter A, a lowercase yeah. A with the two dots over it. I don't know what yeah. you call that. And that is dots three, four, five. 
Right. In, in, in Braille. Yeah. And, and the extensive, in the extensive eye, like you see in Count like the eye was a slant to the left. Mm. Um, I don't know what you call that, but but my screen reader calls it eye left ankle bracket something. That's something. Fu- okay, that's funny. Yeah, that <laughs> reminds me because my my second language is French, and in French there's like accents and different letters. So yeah. that's what that reminds me of. A lot of languages have accents over letters. And and the different eye, sounds. And the eye with the with the slant to the left. Hmm. The the eye dot is normally a circle, but in that V it's a slant to the left. And that is dots on Braille in dots three and four. I looked it up on Google. Um Good. And I looked at the how to put the H to A and I am Braille and that came up. Um, when I shared it with my with my avatar, not via language, I should I shared it with a community called Learn Not V on Facebook, and they were like, "Woo, that's cool, Melissa." <laughs> that's really good, Melissa. That, I agree. That's a really good use of your time, and that's a really being creative is really, really, really important. Like that, yes. Yeah, I also I also draw, and I also so, draw on I also draw on contrasted. I have a drawing program, but good. instead of white, but instead of white paperish, I use black on. I use black because contrast helps me too a little bit, but I prefer to hear and feel most of the time, um, for obvious reasons, um, and I don't know if. Any of you are learning the Navi language and using a brailler, just remember that the A with the two dots over it is three, four, five. And the I with the dot slanted to the left is three and four on the braille cell. Well, if you're if you're if you're brailing Navi. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, the next well, the next time I have to write something down in Navi, I will. I will. I'll have to look it up. I. I. I I'm. I, you know. I'm. I'm. I'm perfectly happy with English and French. But. But if I ever meet someone who's a Navi speaker, I will have to. I will have to. Gladly. No, actually, you know what? If I meet someone who's a Navi speaker, no, I'll just speak to them in French. You know, even the world can just learn French. Why can't everything just be in French? It's. It's a very easy language, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. We oui. <laughs> and and do you can you speak? Yeah, I mean, Navi is a creative language for the film for the movie. But can you speak any other second language that's actively being spoken in our society today? I learned a wee bit of French, like like bonjour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I don't know if you guys will learn what I'm saying. But Aaron, try to translate what I'm saying. We oui. like yes. Men. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Bonjour. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I got a little bit of Spanish. You may not understand this, any of you listening, but hola is hi. Um, hola, como estas? Is, hey, how are you? How are you doing? And there's also trailing when you flap your tongue at the like, 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 pardon, pardon, 
like it's trilled. The R is trilled in Spanish. Like, yeah, and every language makes different sounds. There's a French R like bonjour, like that. They do this uh, thing with the R. They do this uh, uh, thing in the back of their throat. Yeah, when you speak French yeah. all the time, it's just the sounds you, you're making. Melissa, I want to take this time to thank you so much. Phew, for being on Aaron's show. Um, we, we, we got you covered today, right? We got accessibility. We got Star Wars. We got the, the Avatar. We got life. We got philosophy. Wow. Aaron, and, um, and send my message out to all that are listening to this. Even though it's hard to see through your eyes or you can't at all, don't be afraid to use your other senses. That's that's right. Thank you. Um, after I say my, my outro, uh, please stay on the line for a minute so I can disconnect the recorder so that we save the video. So that, oh, okay. that, if you don't mind me saying, Melissa, that was a great episode of Aaron's show, the podcast for blind persons, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. I'm suspicious that we're going to get a lot of comments and questions for Melissa. So if you have any questions, comment below, send an audio message. And as we say on Aaron's show, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.